Hello, and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendyka. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We are ready to go. And before we get going, we first want to say thank you to our official new sponsor of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. That's right, Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. Officially joining the show um, as a new sponsor the last couple weeks. If you haven't heard, um, go to their site, RighteousFelon.com. Use our code ALWAYSRIGHT for 15, yes, 15, 15% off. Um, you know, we got some free stuff in the mail a couple weeks ago, Mike. Mike, you tried one of their new um, jerky sticks. What would you think about that? Great. Great? Loved it. Yeah, I just tried their habanero one. It's hot. It's, it's hot. spicy. It's spicy. I, I couldn't I'm, even I'd eat it all because I was like, yeah, I'm... I thought I had a good spice tolerance, but I was like, this is going to cause some problems for me later on. But it's delicious. It's great. I, I love their new flavors. Uh, they just sent us two new ones. Uh, really excited about that. So welcome, Righteous Felon, to the team for the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Once again, go to RighteousFelon.com. Use our code ALWAYSRIGHT, no spaces, for 15% off. Obviously, their link um, will be in the description of the show as well. So be sure to look at that. Um, if you guys ever want to know, by the way, what the show is going to be kind of broken down into, we always kind of list out the rundown for every episode um, in order. Um, we don't give you timestamps, but you know how we, you know, you can kind of parse it out, you know, topic by topic. But, you know, we give a full rundown of every topic that we talk about on every episode. So if you guys are ever wondering, like, you want to skip past the football, get to the wrestling, you want to skip past wrestling to get to football or, or basketball or baseball or whatever, we've got all that stuff kind of listed out for you guys so you guys can kind of jump around uh, to hit those topics that you guys like to first. Um, but, Mike, let's just jump in. We've got so much to go over. we got NBA playoffs we got to talk about. We've got wrestling news galore we've got we've got football news i was about to say nfl news but we got football news we got to get into we got a ton of stuff to go over we're a couple weeks from the nfl draft it's like a national holiday around these parts so we're excited for that we're getting primed for that but before we do that let's talk some nba playoffs Mm -hmm. we're in it we're in the tournament finally we got the play on playing game those are done they're over with um Mm -hmm. you know rudy gobert clearly turning out to be the worst trade ever just because you know he's rudy gobert um you know, we got the Sacramento Kings flying high right after a game one victory. Um, we got Boston destroying whatever the hell's left of the Atlanta Hawks, right? And Trey Young's like, listen, bro, I got this. I don't know what he's got, but he's got something. Um, Not a lot. He wants to be traded, clearly. Uh, <laughs> um, but let's just kind of jump into it, Mike. Let's start on the Eastern Conference. You okay. know, that side's, I think, a little bit more top-heavy than the West. Mm-hmm. Um, despite Mike's favorite player, Nikola Jokic being a dominant player like he is. Yeah. Uh, well, he's on the Western side. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. On the West side, like oh, your yeah. favorite player. Yeah, I mean, okay. he's going to go all the way, clearly. Obviously. Yeah. Um, by, on the by, East- by three-time MVP, <laughs> I don't know who wouldn't vote for him. Mike needs to be one of those voters so bad, and he just goes, <laughs> stop it. Just yeah. stop it and smack your hand. Yeah. Did you uh, – we, we don't have to bring it up here. Yeah, what's up? But I hate that they changed the All-NBAs. Yeah, I did see I'm that. I'm like one of the few yeah. people that probably like don't the, like, like it. Like the minimum games and like well, yeah, position like, I, list. I, I don't like mind the minimum game thing because I'm like, mm-hmm. I think that a game played is a little high. Like 65 out of 82 is kind of high, but yeah. well, give or take. Um, 
But the positionless thing is really annoying. Yeah, I, I agree. Because with I that. think when you just go through like the history of the, it's like yeah, first team All NBA. I mean, like, like if you're a guard and first team, mm-hmm. it's like all right, you were one of the best two guards. You, now you can have like four guards. Well, here's I think why they're doing this though. I think it's the way the game has changed, where it's kind of becoming positionless, right? Like yeah. there's no real true good centers in the league anymore, right? Like yeah. you can really like like list them off right now. There's like what three. You know, like traditional, and every center now has to be able to step out and shoot a three, mm-hmm. right? You got to be able to be a straight, I, I, you know? I just think it's like one of those things where, like, like this year's ballot, right? Yeah, yeah. There were some where it was like, you could put Luca as a forward if you wanted right. to. Right. Luca did not play a single second as a forward. <laughs> but he's tall enough to be But he's tall enough to be a forward, so you can put him at forward, right? Yeah, yeah. Like Nikola Jokic or right. Joel Embiid, you can put them as forwards. And yeah. It's like, well, they played center. Right. Like, they didn't play forward. Right. They played center. Like, forward should be, like, LeBron, yeah. Jason Tatum. Right. Those kind of guys. So, mm-hmm. like, they were already going away kind of from positions. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things where, like, if you always had non-positionless. Right. Your all NBAs would look yeah. so different, and then when you're trying to debate people, right? Because you're like, like, "Well, how come he didn't make? It? Well, he only plays this, blah blah blah." Yeah, blah, like blah, if you were yeah. like, "Oh, like you try to debate like Tim Duncan or something," yeah. it's like, "Well, he was second team because you know LeBron was there, and yeah. LeBron's not going to be second team right. from like 2007 to 2012." Right. But if they were positionless, yeah, Tim Duncan's probably a first teamer every, every year. single year. Right. So it's like one of those things where I think like history is just going to like like 20 years from now, it's going to skew up. It's going to turn. Of, you know, what it's going to turn into though. It's like gonna Giannis turn, is going to be a third. Time first and time at first. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think it's going to turn into, I think, some of these individual accolades nowadays, right? And I think we can kind of say that around all sports is like it's becoming more of like, okay, you kind of almost have to break it down in eras, right? Like, um, you know, we look at like three point shooting, like Curry's already the all time leader, Mm -hmm. right? In three point shots, and you go, he passed Ray Allen like this year, right? So it's like, okay, well, uh, fine, right? And like certain things like that, um, like Pro Bowls for the NFL, right? There's not a single NFL player who actively cares about the Pro Bowl. So much so that you have so many people go, I don't want to play in the Pro Bowl. I'd rather stay home and do whatever. And so you have guys that are like Tyler Huntley, who started three games last year as a Pro Bowler, right? Like certain things like that where you just go, these accolades, while it's fun to talk about on television, oh, this guy's a seven-time Pro Bowler. You go, yeah, but six times he was a reserve of a reserve of a reserve. And no one ever – once you're a Pro Bowler, it like – yeah, you know what I, I mean? and, and to me, like, I, I feel the same way. If they would have did something with the All-Star game that was yeah. different, that's fine. Like, yeah. to me, in NBA, the All-Star game is, like, the NFL Pro Bowl. Yeah. Where I'm like, if you're like, I'm an eight-time All-Star. Yeah. Okay, great. I, yeah. Like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, literally. I think that's what the. If you were uh, yeah. the All-Star game MVP, I could care less because there is. Hey, that is the Kobe Bryant award, <laughs> dang it. And you will talk about it with respect. Yeah, if someone played an ounce of defense, let me know. Yeah, but yeah, it's like but, yeah, and I think that's what's you know some like you know like some of the all pro stuff like the NFL. I think you know okay, you got to be top two at your position. Yes, and right? that's what I mean yeah. like the all pro stuff. Yeah. It's it'd be it's like if they were like okay, we're gonna do position like the top fifteen players are gonna be first team. Yeah. all pro. It's like so how many quarterbacks is that gonna be twelve? Right, exactly. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like it's like you're gonna have twelve yeah. quarterbacks with Justin Jefferson on there yeah. or something. Right, right, and it's yeah. like it would just skew. Mm-hmm. Because then no offensive lineman would ever be first team, no. and then it would be like, right. okay, so there's never an offensive line good enough. There yeah. are, they're just not yeah. there. I think they're just trying to kind of get in that path, going back to the NBA specifically, right, where they're like, okay, we maybe, maybe they're worried that like we're leaving out guys that should be technically because they're such game changers, yeah. right? I you do know? think there's a situation where there's like 10 guards yeah. who probably should be on right. the all-NBA team, sure. but like... They can't, and I think someone brought up a really good point where I think a way you could fix that is if you did 
first and second team yeah. were positions, yeah. and then your third team was just the next best five. Yeah. Because then it's like, if you had ten really good guards, you mm-hmm. could go, okay, first team you have two, second team you have two, then you could fill out four guard right. spots, right. and there you go. There's yeah. your top eight guards or whatever. Yeah. But... You know, a lot of that stuff, too, I think they're trying to... I'm, I'm guessing this is also probably probably pushed by the players a little bit because, you know, some of that stuff contract-wise yeah. is written into your contract. Say, listen, you make an all-NBA team, that's a $500,000 bonus, right? Yeah. Or you make a certain amount of Pro Bowls or a certain amount of blah, blah, yeah, whatever, yeah, right? Definitely. It's All that shit is thrown into there. Okay, if... Like, I, I remember seeing one time in a contract, uh, like an NFL contract, was like, okay, if you break the scoring record in touchdowns, it's like a $3 million bonus. Just for someone to say, oh, he signed a four-year, $50 million contract, but, you know, five of that, you're never going to see, yeah. right, unless you just go bananas. So it's an interesting kind of conversation to have for sure. But going back to the playoffs, though, Mike, starting in the Eastern Conference, um, we're, we're so far, you know, we're so early into it, right? Like, mm. you know, we're, we're we've tail end we actually see good basketball going forward now kind of i don't know about a 20 point blowout is the funnest thing in the world to watch but um for the most part right what are you seeing what are teams that you're looking out for like is it is it just the the top heavy teams where you're like okay yeah philly's gonna be there boss gonna be there is there anything that's kind of shocked you in these early stages of round one no, not at all. No. I mean, I think I. It's I, so hard because we're literally at like one versus eight, right? And we're, yeah. you know. Well, that's what I mean. Is I really think it's a Milwaukee, Boston, yeah. Philly mm-hmm. race okay. in the Eastern side. Mm-hmm. Um, I was willing to put the Cavs in there. Didn't have the best showing against the Knicks at no, home. No. And did they want to pull that out? By the way, did they win? The Knicks won that they won, one. Yeah, the, yeah, Knicks they won. Knicks did one. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yep. Um, it was annoying because they took it away for UFC in the last like thirty seconds, so I had to like go find it somewhere else, which is really annoying. By the <laughs> Nobody way, cares. Click. Yeah, no one cares about the last uh, two point game with thirty seconds left. The only the part NBA of basketball playoffs. where people are like, "This is competitive right now." <laughs> yeah, literally, that was wild. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, Knicks pulled that out. I mean, out of the eight games. Mm-hmm. I think this Cavs Knicks one is like the closest to a guarantee to be a seven game series. Yeah, like yeah. that's the one. There's always mm-hmm. that one series every year yeah. where you kind of go, that feels like a seven game series. For sure. Like Portland Nuggets a couple years ago, I was mm-hmm. like, that just feels like a seven game series. Yeah, like it's just I don't know what yeah. is about it. It's just right. it just feels like a seven game series. This Cavs Knicks series feels like no one's good enough to really right take it over in five or six. Yeah, um, obviously it could be wrong. Knicks would take it in five or six, but. Um, I, I feel like it's going to be seven. I think the Cavs still end up winning the series, but I, it's a lot closer, I think, than a lot of people Let think. me ask you this. Do you think that it helps as we kind of progress further into the playoffs? Like, if we see five-game series or even some sweeps, right, by, like, you know, yeah. the Bucks or whoever, um, do you think it benefits the viewer, especially if you don't have a horse in the race, right? Like, like I'm a Pistons fan, regretfully, to admit that. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't have, like, a team where I'm, like, hard ass rooting for right like i just kind of like hope for some good games so if you're a fan or maybe you're just kind of a person who likes to bet on these games right mm-hmm. um do you think it benefits you more because okay if these both of these teams kind of get this shit over with right okay well let's go beat toronto or let's go beat this crap atlanta team then we get the second and then obviously they just yeah. we're like okay now they're refreshed still we're not they didn't just go through a dog fight you know, to hopefully yeah, I, it's 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 kind of a catch twenty two because yeah. someone like the Bucks say yeah. if they end up sweeping the Heat, right? They still have to wait for the Cavs series to end, right. Before you right. play, yeah. And so it's one of those things where I would like, like, here's the thing: if Boston and Philly yeah. want to end their series in four or five, <laughs> like, I'm then, okay with that. And then we want to start it up like next weekend, and just yeah. get right into that. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, but like some of these series. 
like you're gonna have to wait mm-hmm. because you have to wait for the other team to yeah, finish. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I think it actually helps the Bucks to like take it to five or six. Yeah, right. Just so stay you're not, playing, but, you know, stay you know, in a rhythm. Yeah, because like if you if you beat them in four games and then you're sitting at home for a week and a half waiting for the Cavs game. Now, Cavs and Knicks are gonna be exhausted because they're yeah. gonna be killing each other for seven games. Right. But it's like. Yeah, but you might be out of rhythm. Like, right. Cavs are going to finish on a Sunday, yep. go play game one on a Wednesday, yeah. and they get a couple days off, and then they're going to be more in rhythm than you having a, a week and a half Yeah, off. they're in survival mode still where you've been kind of coasting. Yeah, you've been coasting through. Yep. That game one might catch you, mm-hmm. and now you have to go win one in Cleveland to right. you know make up the series and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is those catch-22s, but I do think the East is a three-team race. I thought the Cavs could maybe be like three-and-a-half-team mm-hmm. race, mm-hmm. but I don't think. Yeah, I don't know if Donovan Mitchell's going to be able to to will him. I don't think Donovan Mitchell's going to be able to will him, and I don't think the Knicks are good enough to beat the Bucs. So I think both of them lose to the Bucs. So I think the Bucs pretty much are just Easter Conference final. Out of those three teams that you have, right, you've got, you know, the Bucs have already gotten it done, right? They're they're the prospective favorites for sure, right? You've got Boston, who's been, you know, a juggernaut here for the last couple of years. Jason Tatum really coming into his game. And then you've got Embiid, who's just getting better and better and better. It's yeah. just, it's kind of crazy. For you, right, is there pressure on one team more than the others out of the East to get there? Mm-hmm. Let's just say get to the finals. I, I don't want to, I don't like to guarantee that kind of stuff because yeah. I don't think that's fair. But like for a team to get out of their conference and go, okay, we got to the final. We're the best team in the East. Is there, is there pressure on one specific team to get there? I, I think there's pressure on all of them individually. Yeah. I think the most pressure hands down is the Sixers. Yeah. It is a crazy thought to think that Joel Embiid mm-hmm. has never gotten past the second round. That is wild. That is a crazy ass stat. Like well, yeah. for how good he is yeah. and for how long he's been good. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I could think back to like 2018, 2017. Remember where, when everyone was worried they would never actually play because yeah. he got hurt so many he times. Got so, hurt yeah. so often. Yeah. But like 2019 was the the four bounce against Toronto yep. that eliminated mm-hmm. them yep. and stuff like that. Like yeah. they've never gotten past the second round. Well, I mean, they had Doc Rivers for he so long. So now, bit. now, now the Doc Rivers isn't there. <laughs> I think by de facto they're going to the but Eastern they lost Conference him in twenty nineteen. Yeah, I know. They still had three seasons to do it and still haven't done it. Well, they had yet. to. They had to take out the uh, God, man. Doc Rivers really second round, second round, second round. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I think it's huge on um, yeah. The Sixers and Embiid, yeah. specific, especially if Embiid wins the MVP, right? Like it's like okay, you're gonna win the MVP, and if you lost to Boston in the second round, it's like so you're never gonna pass the second round as an MVP. Yeah, I think that's kind of like at least Joker has gotten to the the in the bubble. He right. was in the Western Conference Finals, right? And he beat the the Clippers three one to like get there. Yeah. Like he had a very impressive run there. So at least yeah. when he won his MVPs, it was like okay. He's like, yeah, he's, he's at got, least gotten decently yeah. far. He's willed in the his team to beat good teams, right? Where okay, we lost to LeBron, and it's like okay, well, yeah, like what are you gonna do yeah. if if the Lakers like quit the bubble? Yeah, they're probably in the finals and maybe even win. Yeah, like, right, because you're playing you know? a, a weird Heat team that year. Yeah, right? exactly. So like, Joker's won. Giannis has won a title already, so he's already you yeah. know away from his right. playoffs. And stuff. we talked about that in years past, where it's like when he when he did lose in the bubble, right? Where it's like he won MVP and Defensive Player of the Year, and everyone's like, and he's yeah. like. Yeah, but you're you're at home and not even. Yeah, you know. so now that second, now that that next year, right after he went back to back, he wins yeah. the title, and so I think Joel Embiid, especially if he does win MVP this year, yeah. has to at least make the Eastern Conference final. Yeah, if not, has yeah. to get to the finals, mm-hmm. or is it's like I think the question is like, what's wrong with Joel Embiid? Like, what's right? Why can't he? Why get over can't the hump? he get over right. the hump? Yeah. Can you build a team around him, right? Can you yeah. build a championship team around Joel Embiid, right? Which is a crazy thing to ask, but yeah. it is something that we will ask if it's been five years. Listen, if I'm the Pistons, it. yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, I, I probably do the trade. 
<laughs> I mean, if you had to handcuff me into yeah, this exactly. train, I, I mean, I here, listen. All right, I take Isaiah Stewart. I mean, yeah. take Marvin Badgley. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I also do think it's important for the Bucks yeah. in a sense that I do think Giannis needs to at least get to the finals in the next couple years yeah. to really, like, cement himself. Like, he wins the one. Yeah. Then next year, he loses in seven to mm-hmm. the Celtics or whatever. It's like, this year and next year, he really needs to, like, yeah, get, get back. there. Yeah, get maybe back. win another one just to be like, I am that like, guy. That guy. Yeah. Because, like, everyone can have that one-year wonder. For sure, yeah. It's like, okay, do you get back? Right. Because if he never gets back, it's one of those, like... That was, was a magical awesome. run. He was awesome, and it was a magical run. Yeah. But, like... Why didn't why, you win more? Why can't you yeah, win more? Yeah, why didn't you do it more, right? Why couldn't you have won more games, right? Yeah, like, well, you were so awesome for so many years, but yeah. you only won one title and went to the finals one and, other and time. Let's, and and also, let's not kid ourselves, right? He, it's not like he's working with chump change around him either, yeah, right? He's, he's got, got Drew good, Holiday. Yeah. Brooke Lopez might be Defensive Player of the Year this year, which yeah. is crazy, crazy to think about. Yeah. Chris Middleton, if he has legs, is yeah. still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows if he's healthy, but, yeah. you know, he plays right. sometimes. Yep. Um, but, yeah, he has a good team around him. Yeah. It's one of those, Jay Crowder's there. I swear Jay Crowder's good. I know. I swear Jay Crowder's good. Listen, Jay Crowder's just like, listen, bro. Guys, it's the gift. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, he has a team around him. I took the Suns to the finals, okay? Literally, was the carrying force of that team. Um, But yeah, no, I just, I I think he's, I think Boston's the one that I'm like, if they don't make it because they went last year, it yeah, like I think kill them. I do think it kills Tatum a little bit. Yeah, I, and that's the thing I was gonna say is like I feel like because of the turmoil they went through too, right, with the coaching situation, right, yeah. where they kind of had to pivot quickly, mm-hmm. right, where like okay, our coach got fired, kind of, but not really, but now he is fired, and we've mm-hmm. now hired this new guy, but we're still the two seed, right? They're the two seed. Yeah, they're the two yeah, seed. So like. Yeah, we, I almost feel like they're going to kind of get a pass a little bit this year because of exactly, some things like, outside of the team's control. They had control. a really bad start because of all that coaching right, stuff. Where right, they, and they bounce back and nicely. they bounce back really nice in like January. And so had I do think, part. though, if they don't get it done this year, I do think that clock starts to tick heavily on this Boston yes, team. Yes, I would agree with that. You've got guys on this team that are capable of winning. You know, you've blown it a couple times in the younger years of Tatum, right, to those LeBron cab teams that we were talking about off air. Now's the time where you broke through that glass ceiling. You beat the Bucks to get there. Yep. Now it's just kind of need to finish it here, mm-hmm. right? Like, if they would have beat the Warriors last year, they'd be like, okay, we're good. Like, Yeah, you, no, yeah. You know, if they beat the Warriors. You reset that clock. Yeah, you, you got a couple years. Yeah. Like the Bucks, right? Like, when they won, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, you have a couple years yeah. to kind of, like, figure things out. And Mike Boltonhoser's just like, thank God we won, because I was definitely going to get fired if we don't win the uh-huh, finals. 1,000%. Um, <laughs> making absolutely no adjustments is yeah. insane to me. Exactly. But, um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I think those three teams individually all have different reasons. Yeah. I think the Sixers, like, for the sanity of their friend, like have yeah. to get somewhere. It would change year. the narrative on quite a bit, right? It changed the narrative on on Embiid. It would change the narrative on uh, Harden, yeah. right? There's a lot of stuff where like you really could, you know, change a lot of things and just one in one postseason where you go, oh wow, okay, yeah. maybe the Sixers try to run it back. Does does Harden stay now instead of trying to go back to Houston? There's a lot of mm-hmm. you know variables to play. Switching over to the other side in the West. Oh, oh boy, here we go. Um. First off, let's just say a small moment of prayer for Luka Doncic and the fact that somehow, <laughs> someway, Kyrie Irving's like, don't worry, guys. I'll tank this for us. Uh-huh. Don't you worry. Um, yeah. Moment <laughs> of silence for the Slovenia Matador out there. Mikel maybe. Bridges is like, I'm playing the playoffs. <laughs> um, it's where I made it. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But all things in, in serious to this, no, with the West, right, we're pretty – 
you know, we're like, we got like three teams, right? We're like, we're all that are on the very top of this Western Conference where you go, I'm not really confident in any of these teams, right? And yet it's the bottom half where you go, those are the teams that have been there, that have yep. done that, that had the had the legacy, had the championships. You're talking about Golden State. You're talking about the Lakers. You know, you're talking about some of these teams where, man, they just, you, you almost don't want to play them because you're like, God bless it. You know, mm-hmm. can they do it? Is that where you're kind of at with this, where it's kind of an inverse? We're kind of in that weird situation where, okay, we're looking at the five, six, seven, eight teams rather than we're looking at the one, two, and threes, which is wild to say. Yeah. But, you know, you mean to tell me right now you're going with a ton of confidence that the Memphis Grizzlies and the Sacramento Kings and the Denver Nuggets, three teams that haven't done deadly squat in 30 years, are going to all of a sudden be that team it, to represent the West? It's crazy. It's It's one of those where I think if – Vegas had a line where it was like what seed would make the finals from the West mm-hmm. and it was like under over three and a half. Yeah. I think almost everyone, everybody would take I think the favorite yeah. is the under. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Which is crazy to think yeah. about. You yeah. Know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, it would be like a minus 120 on the under mm-hmm. and it would be like plus 120 on the, on the right. one, two and three to make it yeah. because it's one of those where it's like Phoenix is the four. Yep. Warriors are the six. Yeah, Lakers are the seven. Yeah, those are probably the three that you everyone you, thinks are you, gonna come yeah. out. You're like, man, everyone still I think is on the hope of like, okay, just get just get Suns and Lakers somehow yeah. in that Western Conference, and you final. can get there. Yeah, right. And That's it's what's a crazy. Very feasible shot. Yeah, you know, Phoenix beats the Clippers. Yep. and then beats the Nuggets in the second round. Yeah, Lakers beat the Memphis Grizzlies and then beats Sacramento or the Warriors in yep. the second round. Yeah, it's not out crazy. of the realm of possibilities. It's not out. Like I, I know. When we talked about this last week and you were like, Lakers, really? When you look at the Lakers' path, it's yeah, like... that's true. Winning that playoff game was pretty big for them. It was a playing huge, game. Yes. Like, being I didn't think the they looked eight, good. Being the eight would have been a lot harder because I yes. think they match up better with Denver because yeah. AD and Jokic, I think, is a better matchup yeah. for them. Yeah. But then you'd have to play the Suns in the second round, right. which I think is a little tougher right. than maybe... Without home court, too. Without home court, yeah. getting them in the second rather than... Like if you get them in the conference final, at least you well make that it, point, like, yeah, you're there and you're like, all right, just throw balls what we got to the wall, see what yeah, happens. Exactly. The second round, you might not want to throw balls to the walls because mm-hmm. you know you still have a whole another round. Do, do you, you worry that with the West being where it's at though, where we kind of have these lower seeds with the veteran teams kind of more as like the betting odds favorites? People are going, okay, this is, they're probably going to win, right? Like yeah. until I don't like to do this because I feel like we'd be in the same situation, like if the Lions were in the playoffs or even like the Pistons somehow made a play in, right? We're mm-hmm. like. I really can't bet them to win this game because you haven't shown me the propensity to do it yet, yeah. right? So I feel like that's where like the Memphises of the world are. Yes. Um, it would be uh, here's here's a, a Lions situation. Yeah. It would be the Lions are the three seed, Eagles are the six seed, or right. the Niners. Yeah, are it's the like six yeah, they're coming seed. in, it but goes, like oh, it goes yeah, they're yeah, you you have the you're hosting, right? But it's like, do, are we really trusting you to win right. that game? Exactly. Yeah. If but you really, do, it's really? going to still be considered an upset. Yes. But. With that, though, right, does it make a, a finals matchup outside of, obviously, the Lakers making a magical run because it's LeBron, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to take that caveat away for just for a second. Does it make a finals run or a, a finals matchup, whichever three teams you want to match up there, right, against each other where you go, maybe it's not as enticing because you have a lower-seeded team where you're like, okay, I got this veteran team that's kind of had to work its way from the bottom to get there. Mm-hmm. Maybe these series have gone more five, six, seven games, whereas compared to the East where really maybe your first obstacle is just in that Eastern Conference final mm-hmm. potentially, right? If you're like, if you're Milwaukee, right, you may not really see a competitive team like that until the Eastern Conference finals. Um, does it make that make those finals matchups a little less enticing because you're like, oh, the East is probably just going to 
pull away because not only are they the better teams, but they're also the younger, more uh, more like healthy teams. I guess. <laughs> I don't. I see. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I think. I think talent wise, I think Phoenix is probably the best team in the playoffs. Sure, for sure. And yeah. so, like, if if you told me right now, you're like, okay, we got you got Phoenix, Milwaukee. Yeah. I'm not just. Oh yeah, Milwaukee's just gonna take that. Yeah. Like that's not a very like. Yeah. That's, that's not a snap of a finger. It's gonna happen. For Durant's sake, you better not be. For Durant's sake, you better not be. That'd be a tough way to go out. Um, but uh, like, if you got Warrior Sixers. Yeah. I'm not just like, oh yeah, Warriors are gonna or yeah, Sixers yeah. are gonna take this in five yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Warriors are gonna fight you for that. Right. Like. I do think if somehow like Memphis or Sacramento made that run, yeah, and they played Milwaukee, I think mm-hmm. you know, Milwaukee, yeah, takes care of business probably. Right. Yeah, but well, okay. I mean, what let's last question here because obviously if you guys know us, we're not going into individual series because we're so early into it. We'll break this down a little bit closer as we get to the Eastern Conference Finals uh-huh. and stuff. But for you right now, if you had to pick, okay, <laughs> okay. give me your dream Eastern Conference, Western Conference. Finals matchups, okay, and then the winners of those two ser- into the finals. So your best case scenario for you, like maybe not even necessarily like your favorites, right? Mm-hmm. But like best games, like you're you're a true fan, like taking all the biases out of it. These four teams going at it would be awesome, and then the winners of these two of those two series, the winners of that two would be an awesome finals matchup, yeah. at least on paper. Yeah, well, I think it's very easy to put the Suns. Yeah, especially because in one of the Western you, you Conference have to, you spots, can't, you can't, yeah, yeah, you like the way the brackets broken down, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't do like Warriors Lakers, right, right, right. that'd be awesome, yeah, for that, for but, sure, yeah. Um, I think Suns Warriors or Suns Lakers, okay, either way you want to put it, yep. only because it's either KD versus his former team, yeah, or, or KD, it's KD versus, versus LeBron. LeBron, yeah. Either way, you get yep. an awesome. Like it's yeah. written out for you. So much story. Marketing's there. Everything's there. They're gonna hype this bad boy up. To Draymond locks Kevin Durant down, and Kevin Durant only puts up thirty-five, eight, and eight, and yeah. everyone's like, everyone's yeah, like, Draymond there you go, locked Draymond. him You're the down. Man. Uh, but yeah, I think that is the dream Western okay. Conference Final. Okay, Eastern Conference Final. I think Bucks versus. Again, either Celtics or Sixers. Yeah, I think are great series. I think I'd rather see the Sixers I, in, the, in that see, situation. See, I'd rather see the Celtics. Really? Because their series last year went seven. It was yeah. awesome. I yeah. think they could also repeat that. I just want to see. Series. I kind of want to. I feel like the Sixers in a finals scenario would be a lot of fun because they haven't been there, right? Yeah. So you're just kind of like, what the hell's going to happen? I will say right? too, if you got post um, MVP voting, yeah. And there's a good chance that it might go Embiid one, Giannis two. Yeah. If you had That's a lot of winner fun. versus runner up for the MVP, yeah. Basically both playing forward, center, and mm-hmm. matching up the entire time. Yeah. That's also and then Drew Holiday versus James Harden. And that's a weird matchup too, right? Because you have two big guys, right, kind of dominating the the game, right? In yeah. that situation where it's like it's complete opposite of almost every other team's makeup, right? Exactly. So I, I would say that um, finals matchup. The hard part about the finals matchup, yeah, is there's not a lot of good story yeah crossing over usually you can get like um a good like oh if like Kawhi played like the spurs or it's like okay you can get the good matchups or something i would probably say the best one obviously would probably be like lakers milwaukee the former Mm -hmm. best player versus versus the the current current best player Mm -hmm. um you know, get something like that Mm -hmm. the guy like ad the guy everyone thought was like the best player after the bubble Versus, like, who actually ended up being the best player after the bubble. <laughs> yeah. Like, like everyone after the bubble was like, oh, so AD is, like, the best player in the league now, right? Yeah. Not yeah. anymore. Yeah, and he's but, like, or I'm going to stub my toe and be out the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, I think either – I think Milwaukee getting the finals is, like, best-case scenario for the Eastern side. Okay. 
I don't think there's a wrong if you did Lakers or Suns. Suns. Yeah. I think both are. Yeah, they both work. Like, like Suns-Milwaukee is like, okay, the rematch of three years ago, mm-hmm. except now they're both better. Yeah, right. The Lakers is just yeah. purely LeBron versus Giannis. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm really. I really hope we get a Suns Lakers series. By the way, like I, I, like I in am, the worst way. Yeah, like too. legitimately, I'm like like fully for healthy. Love of all that is holy. Please give me a healthy LeBron versus a healthy Durant, and I go with okay, like with like let's relatively comparative teams. Yeah, no, I like yeah. like uh, no offense to the Warriors Cavs series, mm-hmm. but those are just so mismatches that wasn't like. Yeah. It wasn't enticing on either side. I mean, right. obviously, if you're a Warriors fan, well, and Durant fun, was on another level. Durant in those was two years. top tier, yeah, and also killing, like yeah. being a sniper on a great team. Mm-hmm. Like right now, you're like KD. He's playing really well. Mm-hmm. He's probably a top six player still, right. but he's not like up there. Yeah. LeBron's a top eight player still, mm-hmm. but they have that rivalry. They've been in so many. Yeah, they together. play the same like, spot. They do a lot of the same things. Well, right, like there's just certain things about them, right, where they they have that propensity to take over the game, right. In any moment in time, they can be the best player in the world. Yes, it just depends on the it night. Just depends on the night. Yeah. And so if you wanted to take that series to six or seven, oh yeah, please we, let's go. Yeah, game seven. Game on seven. The line, Phoenix versus to go to the Lakers. finals with Giannis sitting there being like, I'm gonna. Destroy you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that would you be know? fun. That would be, and you just sit Chris Ball because you're like you're not meant for this situation. <laughs> the, I mean, that would be that's like as close to a dream outside of getting like Mavs Suns in a playoff setting. Yeah, because they just hate each other beyond belief. Yeah, I know it's so weird. it's so weird. Yeah, but like every time someone does something, the other side is like, oh, you fucking suck. <laughs> like every single time, it's just un unimaginable beef that they have. I love it. Where like. I really that's that's the one reason I wanted Mavs to really make the playoffs is could we get like a Suns Mavs yeah like semifinal game yeah that'd be fun for sure looking but, forward to it as we kind of see it break down hopefully we get some of those good matchups looking forward to it for sure for those Lakers yeah I guess hope for the best yeah exactly they're gonna get see here's the thing we record before the Sunday games yeah and they're, they're gonna, gonna get, get smoked God, in game one dying yeah game exactly one. and everyone's gonna be like what's wrong with the Lakers and you go can we just let it play out please yeah. it's the one thing man I don't know if I could do like daily sports talk like if we did this show every day right like if this is like a radio show i couldn't do it because we're not inflammatory in that in that way right i think we're both kind of alike we're like can we just let it play out for five mm-hmm. seconds before we immediately jump like i don't know that king's one got me pretty good huh the king's game got yeah me. but like, like you you think like, oh, here we go you, baby yeah like that's awesome right king's in that moment you're like, <laughs> <laughs> that, i think that's even like where you're like i'm gonna let it play out still right like because no, if the warriors come out in game two and beat them by 30 yeah. everyone's gonna be like oh okay so it's done in five and yeah. everyone's going to be like, I'm like, maybe we just let it play out just a little. Just yeah. a little That's bit. why we like single game elimination. So like like the NFL yes. sort of happens. It's like, yes. okay, well, now there's not another game that Cincinnati can come back and beat Kansas City. It's like, now you're done for the year. Sorry. I'm really excited for our quarterback rankings this upcoming season, by the way, because I think people are going to be a little shocked with some of our decision making. Mm. Just a little you bit. My decision making that you're going to react to? I, I don't know. I might be. Are you going to make your own? Oh, yeah. We're going to be. I, I mean, I mean, I'm going to go yes or no. but. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm gonna put in all the research. Yeah. I was gonna go. Can we can we move Jerk off like ten slots up? Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, listen, JG sixteen, baby. Let's JG sixteen. You put him. <laughs> listen, at, you put him. Yeah, at I get it. The Lions traded up to three and took Anthony Richardson. I get it, but he's still gonna have a good year. It's fine. Oh boy. Um, yeah, that would be it. That'll be a that'll be a I show. Did, that'll I, be I, a show. I saw a tweet where they were like, 
you know, I don't see a world where the Lions could take anybody and could be bad. I said, just wait. No, I'll say, just wait. Yeah, say, don't you, don't you raise that I bar? Like, I was like, I was like, you're putting that bar up where they trade up to three, take Anthony Richardson at eighteen, they take like Bijan, and you yeah. go, and I go, you go you this got, is the worst. Yeah, you got nothing out of this. Yeah, exactly. Great. So nobody's starting. Cool. Um, but we'll talk Lions here in a little bit. Let's shift focus a little bit here. Let's jump into the pro wrestling world. Let's jump into the squared circle. We need a like a wrestling ding ding bell or something like that for. I know. I suck. I know. You say it like I don't got anything. How about that one? That one work? No, it doesn't work. It's a bad hawk up. I know. We're talking bad hawks later. I know. I can't wait. It'll be fun. Um, but let's jump in here. Uh, lots of wrestling news coming out of it. Let's start on the AEW side. Couple big things. We have a new show that's coming at some point. (laughs) Maybe June seventeenth. Oh, there's a date too. Well, like that's like when the Chicago show planned that they want to do it. So. In a couple months here, we're getting another AEW television show called AEW Collision. It's going to be two hours on, on Saturday. Saturday. Eight to ten. I don't. I don't know how this is going to be fruitful. Like I just. I don't. I don't know. I, I'm excited that they're getting more TV time. Cool. That's awesome for sure. And and the possibilities, right? Can be able to develop some more guys, right? Get more people some more television time because mm-hmm. the roster is so bloated right now. Mm-hmm. Um. But this time slot is doo-doo butt cheeks for me. And I don't know how many people are going to be home on a Saturday night, especially in the summer, waiting for AEW Collision Mm -hmm. to to show up here. Um, Thoughts on the new show, the time slot, all that good stuff. Yeah. See, I'm like the worst person to ask about TV show (laughs) because I don't like watch the TV shows often. Yeah, I don't. don't, Here's the thing. It's one of those things where you have to advertise something for me to go, okay, I want to watch that. Um, I'm not just sitting down to watch a Raw just cause, yeah. You know what I mean, like Sorry. I don't, I don't watch Raw. I definitely don't watch NXT. Um, I don't so watch. A great Rampage. idea for them to go head to head with Double uh, or Nothing, though. That'll go well. Yeah, that's. Just... <laughs> uh, well, I don't well, even think we should preview that show because no one, we're not going to watch it. Like we're just not. Like I just know for a fact. Like there's no, we're going to wait two weeks to cover it because no one's going to care. It's yeah. just stupid. Like they've done a lot. They do a lot of things well in WWE. This is the one of their worst ideas ever, yeah. and that's saying a lot based on some of the decision-making that's happened over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. But I'll let's keep going. Yeah, no, no, no. But, like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just not the best person for a TV show because I just mm-hmm. I don't, like, ever. I think the only show I actively try to make time to watch is Dynamite every yeah. week. Yeah, I don't even that. And that's just because it's a Wednesday night. Yeah, and, and there's nothing I on. I do nothing on Yeah, Wednesdays. there's nothing there, right? Yeah. Like, and it impedes other, like, I watch Survivor, and I watch, like, other, like, yeah, shows yeah. on Wednesday nights, mm-hmm. so I'm, like, home for those shows, yeah. and so it just kind of goes on right. because I'm home, right. but, like, every other show I don't, like, actively seek out to watch, almost ever, generally speaking. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, you're, you're breaking stuff, you're breaking your mic, come on, Mike. Oh, it's fine. Jeez, you're breaking stuff. But no, I'm with you though. Like I, I'm, I'm kind of in that situation too, where I'm like, I just don't. It's a tough time slot, man. Like I'm not, I'm not making that appointment viewing. Quite frankly, I'm not. A lot of wrestling nowadays. You know, we went. I saw this tweet right. Where you got three hours of Raw, you got two hours of NXT, you got two hours of SmackDown, you've got two hours of Dynamite, you got an hour for Rampage, and now you're gonna have two hours of Collision. Of Collision. And you've got an hour of Ring of Honor, technically, right? And that's not including New Japan, Impact. Yeah, whatever else. Whatever else you want to watch. That is a lot of wrestling in one week. Mm -hmm. I mean, you literally have wrestling on every day of the week. Yeah. And I think that's, like, the novelty of, like, when it was just WWE without AEW. Yeah. Like, say, like, a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. It was like, all right, you have, like, Raw for three hours or SmackDown for two hours. Yeah. 
And normally, most people only watch one or the two. Yeah. Not a lot of people watch both, right. necessarily. Yeah. Uh, it was one of those things where it was on once a week for two hours. Yeah. But I was like, oh, I'm excited to, like, get watch my wrestling this. fix right. in yeah. once every, like, you know, for two hours every week or whatever. Yep. It's like when you have, like, 12 hours of content to watch each week. Yeah. It's like... I get, it's like the overload of like, yeah. well, because here's the thing, it, things you get dull, right? And like, we even see it now, especially with WWE and you're going to start to see it with the AEW, by the way. And this is not a shot at AEW, but just reality of it. You're going to have shows where you go, there's a lot of filler on this show. Like you ever, wa- you, you ever watch a raw raw is rough at times because Rampage is all filler. Yeah, exactly. Because, and the reason for that is, is because you know that not enough people are watching or B you have to you got to put stuff in here to to cover this time. Well, and then every once in a while you throw in a, bl- a bloodline segment. Okay, we're going to throw in a Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Matt. We're going to throw in a, a Rollins banger, you know, because you have to pick and choose your spots because if you just blow the wad every single week, you're done with everything you got planned for the year in three weeks, you yeah. know, and you're like, okay, well, watch the pay-per-view. Why would I want to watch pay-per-view? I just saw all the great stuff yeah, on Raw, right? So, like, it, it's it's – you're going to see that more. So it's no longer like appointment viewing. And because the rating system is not the same as it once was, and clearly ratings don't matter according to most anymore for whatever reason, it's a situation where you're like, you're going to have to tell me like, okay, FTR versus um, United Empire, right? For If you're going to do a, a tag title versus tag title match, say you're advertising that for Dynamite, not a Forbidden Door. Okay, that's appointment viewing for me. I will make time to watch that match. But am I going to stay around and hope to God to watch a six-man tag between the best friends and, and name three other guys? Mm-hmm. No, sorry. That's not enticing to me in the slightest, right? Um, so it's an interesting kind of concept. I'm very interested to kind of see how they, how they play it out. If there's a tentative, like, kind of brand split thing that'll be interesting speaking of brand splits and people not wanting to work with one another cm punk is apparently rumored to be coming back to AEW. um thoughts that was a fun <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how else to get there because it's weird to me yeah. um thoughts on him potentially i'm assuming it is kind of confirmed at this point that he's coming back yeah I'm pretty, sure, um, pretty much you know gonna be a ratings boost for sure Absolutely. for whatever that means um i just don't know if you're going to be able to recapture the level of momentum that you had the second time. Yeah. If this was 1993, you could do it because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you got hurt and you could just say you got hurt and you didn't hear all the backstage get because the internet wasn't a thing and Twitter and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But because you know the backstory and you know all this other shit that's going on, and I'm sure if they all agree to work together, they're going to lean heavily into it, right? And so that's the point yeah. I think – is where it could get interesting. Yeah. Is if Tony can wash it over. Yeah. And get them at least most of them to work together. Yeah. I think that's where. But it gets it can get interesting. If if none of if if it came out and was like all right we, basically this collision shows because Kenny Jericho yeah. Moxley and all these people don't want to work with Punk. Right. Then Punk coming back sucks. Yeah. Because he's not going to work with any of the big name guys. Right. 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 And it's going to be terrible. But if his if at all out because all ins in the yeah. London show the, yep. and they they are talking about doing all out like a week or two after all in by the way oh, so that, that could be not, wild no. but at, at all out if they want to do Kenny versus Punk yeah oh yeah for we're, sure we're, people yeah, are signed yeah, up to absolutely. watch that and the whole build to it's going to be yeah I was talking shit and we beat each other up backstage and blah 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 and yeah. all that stuff yeah. it's going to be an awesome it's going to be a really fun build mm-hmm. to a really good match yeah yeah but if if it's Punk and his fur and his feuds are all Lance Archers and 
um, Brian Cage, Brian Cages <laughs> of the world and yeah. stuff. It's like I, I, I don't, yeah. I don't think Punk's enough of a draw no. to draw for those kind of things. No, I think, yeah. well, I think Punk can help with huge numbers against big name guys, though. I'm interested on on kind of their plans here for the next few months because you've, I feel like they're kind of in this weird pattern where like. I don't really know what, what changes they're going to make long-term, right? Like, you've got FTR with the tag titles. They just won those. I, I can't imagine they're going to drop those immediately, right? Because their first run was yeah. they they, they, like, low-key are, like, advertising that they're going to be at the London show. Right, the titles. exactly. So, so I it's can't like, imagine they're going to lose anything right. between now and Yeah, now. exactly. And we're teasing a... If anything, they might have a like a two-year run with the titles maybe, at this point. Maybe, right. Because, you know, their contracts are, mm-hmm. like stifle amount of time they might have a really well you've got that right okay you've got the six-man tag titles with with um black uh, house of black house of black thank you and you're right and they just won those right you've got mgf still he's not losing the title at least at At the next show right um i am i am fascinated on kind of where the storylines are going to go and i guess it makes a good quality television but at the same time right you're going to have forbidden door you're going to have all in you're going to have all out in a very short amount of time that's that's going to be tough to do. Now, Forbidden Door helps a little bit because your half your roster is not going to be used because you're bringing New Japan guys. Uh, in. So, and that's the thing is, I think Forbidden Door and All In. Here, I think All In's going to be more AEW guys. I agree, but I do think it's going to be a mix of both. Also, here, and that's what I don't want though. I don't want All In to be a super show with New Japan. That's what Forbidden Door is supposed to be. I want All In to be your first version of your WrestleMania. Mm. You need to put your best foot. That's where your shit needs to. That's why I'm surprised that they're doing all out this year. Mm-hmm. Right. Where it, listen, if you, if you come out and tell me, listen, we're not doing all out this year because we're doing all in at Wembley and we're going to sell it out and put 50,000 people in the seats. I would rather see that where that's your show or that's your crescendo on the year. Like AEW's wrestling calendar starts the day after, like, you know, every year, right at mm-hmm. that time. Okay. We're doing it in the summer because in my mind, you're going to put Wembley on. I don't want this to be a random sporadic, like, okay, every once in a while we're going to do Wembley or we do Ford Field or we do blah, 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 right? We're going to do mm-hmm. name a place. I want I want them because they can do it. They, they've shown the propensity. They can sell out wherever the hell they go. Make this show your first where you go, this is it. You know what I mean? Like, this is our, bam, our exclamation point, right? Like, everything builds to this. Yeah, no, I don't think it's going to be, like, Forbidden Door where every match is going to be a Japan guy. Right. But, like, I wouldn't be shocked if, like, you had an attraction, like... Yeah, that's like, fine. Like, like if, yeah, well, show, if Osprey and, Kenny is one of those matches, yes, I get it, yeah. right? Or, like, if Okada came in to do a big match, yeah. with, name a guy. I whatever. just want it to be at the point where... Let me put it this way. Your AEW World Championship mm-hmm. better be the main event. Yes. That's where I'm at with it, right? Like, I imagine it You know be. what I mean? Like, that needs to be the main event where you've got your two, your biggest baby face, and your biggest heel mm-hmm. for that title yeah. at Wembley. In my mind, I think it should be, and I think it kind of needs to be, Cole and MJF. That's mm-hmm. where I'm at with it. I think this all-access show mm-hmm. thing is basically just a good way of getting a couple people over. Sammy Guevara to get over and Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. I, I really do believe that because that's the only two people they focused on, for the most part, on these damn things. Um, but like, I don't want to see a whole bunch of like crossover because those guys aren't going to be here yeah. for very long. So it ruins that. I want this, sh- I want all in to be this first show where you go, AEW just stepped up their game mm-hmm. in like a different level, right? Match quality's always been there, right? All that stuff's there. But from a production, from a 
from a venue, from a big fight feel where it's like we're going in and you go, this is the show. Mm-hmm. The show of shows to knock it out of the park. I personally think that you're not going to get Oak. I don't think you're going to get Osprey Kenny at this show. I think you're going to get that six man tag. Yeah, no, that I, you know that would. Make you know what sense I mean? Too. I think that's where you can kind of get to. Yeah. But now here's the. Th- yeah. Good. Yeah. See, I, I I would I would agree with you actually to yeah. a point where, I, but I also think the biggest tag match you could do with FTR is the Bucks. Yes, I agree. I agree. So, I would actually rather see two matches out of that. I would rather see Punk and Kenny, and FTR and the Bucks. Yes. Okay. You yeah. Yeah. I, mean? I could ride right, that. Like, like uh, yeah. singles and then the tag. In my mind, yeah. A a, a the top tier all in card for me, right? Is you've got Cole and MJF for the world title. Mm-hmm. You've got M- FTR and the Bucks, mm-hmm. and hopefully for sixty minutes because that'd be amazing. Oh my god! Right? You've got Kenny and Punk, mm-hmm. right? And then you've got. I Everything think, else so, after that, I, and I, don't I, care. And I, I think a precursor to that is yeah. I think there's a good chance we'll yeah. see with this tournament thing. Mm-hmm. I think Osprey could win at Forbidden Door because yeah. I think putting Osprey yes. versus yeah. Well, here's the thing. Name o- a guy. That, I think Osprey could beat Kenny at Forbidden Door for the U.S. title. Right, take that title away from Kenny, which then allows him then to go into a feud with Punk. Yes, where there's no title involved. Yes, right. And but then, just, and that's the thing. And then at London, yeah. you do. Will Ospreay versus name literally yeah, anybody, anybody, and it would be yeah, an awesome match. Yeah. And then if you wanted to do Kenny Will 3, yeah. you do that at Wrestle Kingdom. Correct. And, and that's Will finally just take it him. over, and it's like, all right. And yep, he I, wins I, two I, out of three. Two, I beat you two out of three, Yep. and yep. it's at Wrestle Kingdom. A nice one-year arc. Yes, correct. I so I would agree. I, I think that would be, yeah. and I think that card, mm-hmm. if say you were at like 45, 50,000 seats, yep. naming those four matches. Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's 10 to 20 with yeah, more for seats. sure. I that's what I'm saying. I want this all in show for them to be their moment where they go, We have arrived, like arrived at yeah. the big dance. You know what I mean? Take advantage yeah. of the fact that you have so much hype around this. You're in a you're in a foreign land too, right? So you know the seats are gonna sell. There's just so many things that feed into that. So I really hope that. Um yeah. so I'm interested to see kind of where punk kind of fits into that, right? Because you've got Blackpool Combat Club still that's doing their heel stuff. Could they go House of Black, maybe we flip them, right? You have six man tag titles there, right? I don't know, right? There's a lot yeah. of there's a lot you of depth. You could get your uh, Britt Baker Jamie Hader match there, or yeah, something. right, right? Or Jamie, you know, Jamie Hader versus Soraya, right, for the mm-hmm. title, right? Maybe we make that crowning moment because yeah. she's from the UK, right? And but Hader's also from the UK. Are we, we going to talk any dynamite stuff at all today? Because there's a there's an interesting. Dynamite theme that I saw on Twitter. The yeah, other go day. ahead. I yeah, know, bring it up. Interesting. Go ahead. Yeah, we're all talking hypotheticals right now. I'm just I'm really trying to emphasize the point where it's like you've got a lot of big shows in a very short amount of time. Uh-huh. Don't blow the wad. I want you to make it where all in is like that. You you. I want to leave all in and go. I don't know. We'll ever see another show like that ever again. Yeah. Just for them to do it the year after. Yeah, you know no, what I mean? I, I, I'm I'm a hundred percent lockstep yeah. with you. I yeah. think it's I I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, and I think it like should be awesome. Yeah, probably um, have to go to the theater for that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're renting yeah. up the theater for that bad boy. It's gonna be awesome. Um, yeah. So I w- I was going through Twitter today or yesterday yeah. or something, and someone brought up the idea because they're they're obviously pushing for this women's war games. Yes, clearly. Like we're yeah. we're on step. If they if if it's either at Detroit or it's you know whatever show they're gonna do it at, yep. they might do both war games, like a men's yeah. and women's one, or blood and guts, as they or call blood. It. Sorry, blood and guts. Yeah, not, not war games. <laughs> Um, but they might do b- 
like a men's and women's one on the same. If you're telling me you give me the elite versus Blackpool Combat Club in Blood and Guts, deal pretty awesome. That's pretty hard to beat. Um, and so I was trying to picture out the, the name or who's going to be on each side. Mm-hmm. And right now you got the three for... Yeah, so you got Ruby Soho, Soraya, and Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, um, I would assume, I think somebody else that they can add. Um, shit. What's her name? Um, I thought somebody just turned. I'm missing. I don't know. Continue. I'll let you okay. continue. Finish. And then you have the other side, which is like your Tony Storm, or not so Tony yep. Storm, um, Jamie Hayter, Brett Baker, Baker. Yep. Well, name, name people. I, so it's interesting that this week, mm-hmm. they're in Brett Baker's hometown. Yeah. Is there any way that she flips I and hope not. joins the other team? I hope not. I think it'd be kind of cool. Here's here's why I, I hope not. And right? then we could get Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter at yes. the double or nothing. I think you can get, I think that they're, just prepping to have Paige win the title, personally. Um, but that's just me. I don't know. Um, it just she's, seems she's like... She's going to win it eventually because yeah. you got to get the, the Sarai name out right, there. Right, right. Um, if you want it, I think it'd be more interesting. And historically, it's just, actually, this goes against my point, but I, I still think it would be cool in this particular scenario, okay. is having Britt versus Jamie. Let's just say they're trying to set that up for, for All In. Yeah. Okay? All In, okay. All In, right? Um, like I said, because all my shit... That's where the road ends for me, yeah. most of this stuff. But if you're trying to set that up as a match, right, if they're both still like a team in that regard, right, I think it's more of a pick than it would be if Britt turned heel. Yeah. Because in my mind, what you would get then is you would get a similar situation. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a really big leap here, but I'm, okay. I'm trying to just draw parallels for a second. You would draw parallels to Brett and Bulldog from 92. And here's how you do that. Because Bulldog, the clear, utter favorite. Hometown guy, right? That's haters, you know. And she's from the UK, right? Is that where she's from? I think so. Okay, let's assume that it is. Um, if it's not, then this whole point goes out the window. Yeah, let me, I better make sure before I continue to make she, this She's point. just from, like, Georgia, and we're all like... No, 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 <laughs> she's, she's definitely from overseas, but I just want to know where she's actually from. Because, like, yeah, English professional wrestler. Okay. Okay, so she's from over in the UK, all right? So assuming, right, she's champion going in, she's already going to be the big baby face because she's from there. Yes. People are going to cheer, and she's already a baby face now. Mm-hmm. Britt, however, as doesn't need to be a heel because she's going to get cheered anyway because, because people are going to be so excited to see her because she's the face of the division. Mm-hmm. So I think it would actually make the match more compelling to go, we're best friends, but now it's my turn. I was there. I supported you when you won the title, right? Mm-hmm. I, and if you wanted to do the turn, I think the turn would be post that match mm-hmm. rather than ahead of it because they're not going to boo her anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're going to have this weird babyface versus babyface where you go and you go, I don't know who's going to win this match because you can always make the argument, okay, we give it back to Britt because Britt's the face of the of their division. Okay, Hater retains because she's the hometown chick, whatever, right? Maybe they're building to something else. And then from there, Haiti Hater goes over, Britt turns, right? And we go on our merry way, right? I think Britt turning kills that little group that they have. Yeah. Because she's AEW homegrown. They're not. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the slant they've been kind of working with a little bit. They're very NWO-esque if you really try to think about it. Three women, all that at one point worked for WWE, right, on somewhat of a bigger stage. They're doing the spray paint gimmick. It all kind of... 
I mean, it, it's like you know a rip off of right. Yeah, that's what yes. I'm saying. It's very NWO esque, but just women version, right? Yes. Britt doesn't fit that, right? It, Britt is a homegrown AEW hometown star, right? Yeah. Like, and I don't think people will boo her. No, I know. I was. You know I mean? It was one of those. Where I was just kind of trying to think of like the fourth. I think you could do like, unless um, you brought in Athena from Ring of Honor or something. Yeah. Maybe but. I. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Um, their women's roster. This is going to really. Bu- we'll have to do this off air because it's going to take forever for me to look this up. But I think they have some options potentially okay. too. Um, I just think it would be easy to like like because right now they have like yeah. five or six on the yeah. on the hater side. I was like like because they have so many like sky yeah. blues. Yeah, the Marty like, Bells. That's Marty what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, like they have a whole bunch of people that are just kind of been like running in and mm-hmm. helping out and like yeah. Sarai's team is so outnumbered. I was like, I would be shocked if it was just like Brit turns. And yeah, it's but like, you could go. do you could do you know more women that have been in WWE, right? You could do a, a, a Athena, right? And then yeah, you, you know, could, you know yeah. what I mean, and, and bring it that way. I, I don't really know kind of what the long term. Maybe we're not even going to get a full blood and guts. Maybe we're getting yeah, six man stadium stampede. Yeah, could be right for sure. Right, I don't know, but I, I'm with you though. I, I I wouldn't hate it. I just think that no one's going to boo her. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's the problem. I think you once you build up enough equity, even if there's a bad guy, like MGF, how many times is MGF really getting booed? <laughs> yeah. Right? He just doesn't. You know? He gets booed on certain things that he says, but every time his music gets, people go crazy. Yeah. I do not, go crazy. It's not really the same. You know what I mean? Um, let's shift focus a little bit. Let's jump to the WWE side, unless you have anything else AEW related. Uh... I, I would say the last thing yeah. that I think is even worth mentioning is yeah. so FTR announced that they have their four year deal yep. and then they're just done. Yep. Dunzo after that. Yep. I was like, what is like what do you think what do you think they're not their end game, but what do you what do you what do you expect from this like four year run? I them? expect them to have a pretty decent run with the tag titles here. Yeah. Um obviously they're not gonna do a four year no, run. No, no, no. But no, it's no. like one of those like are they gonna win it multiple times? Are I they could see go them around like, yeah. Yeah, like and then and then I guess a really fun one is Pending that no one crazy jump ship or anything, yeah. mm-hmm. like what would be their best like and last match, like end game? Like, oh, the last match is the box. You think so? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it would have to be right. Yeah, unless there's some crazy like the Usos had a one off or yeah, something. Yeah, no, like, I think you could get be. to a situation where, you know, if it wasn't so long term, maybe maybe not. But like I yeah. could see for years like from two now, years, I could see like they hold the titles for two years. Yeah, and the Bucks and go, Bucks, we'll never challenge for the tag titles ever again unless then, we beat you. Yeah, and then that's their last match, and they go out, and everybody's crying, right? Yeah, um, yeah I can still kind of see that scenario, right? I think they're going to have a pretty good run here. I think they need to have a good run. They're the shortest ever tag champs in, in AEW history right now. They have the, they have the shortest run because they didn't even successfully defend the damn things. They beat Kenny and Hangman and lost to the Bucks that next show. So... Um, they weren't champions for very long. They didn't have a very good run with the titles. I think they need to have a solid run with the belts here. Um, I think they have a lot of steam. I think they missed the boat a little bit. It's funny, you know, we talk about how WWE potentially maybe missed that on Cody. I definitely think AEW missed the opportunity to maximize yeah. FTR. And I think I think with the Cody thing, I yeah. think they're going to do it later. But yeah. like the FTR yes, thing, it may it's not, just, it's it not just gonna, You're like, you're like, man, why didn't we just do it then? Yeah. Right. Um. So I think they're going to try to recreate some of that magic, right? You know, they're already kind of teasing them against uh, United Empire. Um, yeah, Aussie Open's going to Yeah, but I don't know if necessarily, are you going to do a title for title? They were just IWGP tag team. So you're going to have them lose the titles? That seems a bit... Rough, but I don't so know. Because Aussie Open just won both. Exactly. So I don't think they'll do title for title. Right. I don't know. But that would be a really fun for oh, me yeah. match. Show. Absolutely. Um, would love to see them hold it for quite a while, right? I think there's a lot of teams I could work with, right? Absolutely. And then 
you know, I can see them the last two years of that, right, having another run or two, but really being utilized to be like having those good solid feuds that at the end of it they put that team over, right? Like if the, you know, like I'm going to use the acclaim as an example because they're a younger team, but like another team like that where it's like, hey, yeah, exactly. We're going to have a good long three-month feud with them, right? Maybe we beat them the first time and then the last pay-per-view match, they beat us, right? And to kind of establish some new teams before they kind of – I just seem like those are the kind of people they are where they're like they want to give back at the end of it where we don't need to win every match, but as long as there's story, right, and we can make sense and get us there. I could see their run being very NXT-esque this Mm. last run where it's like, look – they're always going to be in the mix at any time they can win the tag titles. And maybe you have two or three runs with them and go down as like, wow, they're one of the greatest tag teams ever. But they are always at the end of it putting over that team that's the next team. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I see them going. So yeah. should be good. Um, wish they would have ended, you know, maybe that WWE run. But, you know, kind of is what it is. Going to be a lot of good stuff. Listen, we get Bucks FTR 15 times. No one's going <laughs> to no, no hear me, bitch. So. No. Sounds good to me. Um, let's shift to the WWE side. Not a ton of stuff to go over. Um, the WWE draft is two weeks away. So next week, me and Mike are going to be doing our own small little WWE draft. So he's going to be a representative of Raw because that's his favorite show. <laughs> God, I knew you were going to do it. Are we annoyed that NXT is not involved? Absolutely. Yes. Does anyone care? No. No. There's no, there's like three guys to take from there anyway. That's fine. First one, Andre Chase, just because he's hilarious. Second one, Brock Breaker. <laughs> Is it though? No. <laughs> I don't know. No, no. Can Dra- I take can I take tag teams? Can yeah. I take the Creed Brothers? Can I take Dragon Off? Ooh. Dragon Lee. Those are all good. Ooh, those are all good people. I mean not over Braun Breaker, but ooh, yeah. Yeah. Actually maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't Dragon know. Off. <laughs> Dragon Off with Volter again. Uh, yeah. I could I could I could dig yeah, that. I absolutely. Could, I could Tyler Baton. Yeah, I can't take Tyler Baton. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there you go. P Dunn. Wait, he's already on SmackDown. Shit. No. <laughs> no, it's not P Dunn, it's Butch. Apologies. Um, so we're going to be doing a WWE draft next week, but that's that's an interesting news to note. The one thing I do want to get into, though, is this memo that was sent out by one Vincent Kennedy McMahon to all WWE personnel. Yes, that includes the roster, where Vince McMahon has said basically Triple H is the sole chief content officer for WWE and that Vince McMahon himself will not try to seek a comp- uh, creative input. Now, I I do think this is important for a couple reasons. Number one, I think people need to remember with this new Endeavor merger with the UFC is that Vince McMahon is the chairman over this new company that's yet to be named, okay? That does not mean that he is the chairman over WWE. That does not mean that he's the chairman over the UFC. That means he's the chairman over both. It's a whole new company, ladies and gentlemen. So, yes, UFC and WWE are under now one umbrella, and that umbrella is held by the Erie, whatever his name is, the guy that is the president of Endeavor. And then guess who's next? It's Vince McMahon, right? Dana White is the president of the UFC. You know who the president of the WWE is? Nick Khan. You know who Nick Khan respond, reports to? Vince McMahon. <laughs> you know who, guess who Vince Mc, or Dana White's going to report to now? Vince McMahon. In some capacity, right? The executive chairman or whatever. So Vince is going to be overseeing a lot more now. Now, do we know what that includes on a day-to-day basis? No, not really. But that is something to take note of. The other thing that's important about this is that Triple H is now being signed off, right, by Vince himself now um, as the guy. Once again, it's something that we all, us included here on this show, have kind of said it Triple H needs to be the guy, right, Mike? It's kind of one of those situations where it's like, if Triple H is not running this show, 
there's a lot less to be excited about the future of the WWE, at least for the foreseeable future. Am I am I kind of in lockstep with you on that? Yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty solid. So, I say all that to say, the things that you may have an issue with for on WWE television, a la the Cody decision, or lack thereof, I guess, or you know, booking of the Usos or of Roman Reigns or Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens or Rey Mysterio or whatever the hell else you want to bitch about. And it's your right to do so. It's why we're all fans at the end of the day. Triple H is the one that's saying yay or nay on all of this stuff. So I do think it's extremely important to kind of add that distinction, Mike, to say, look, for so long we pointed to and go, Vince is out of touch. Vince doesn't get it, right? He just doesn't listen. He doesn't care, right? Like he just he's gonna do what he thinks he's you know is gonna work best, and we just kind of have to sit and live with it. Um, Triple H is the one pulling the strings mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes. Until I see a report that says, yeah, that memo was all bullshit. The fact that he went out and sent that to everybody and sent that, including to the roster, and people are going, okay, Triple H is the one that's that he's the guy. He he's the lead of creative now, and we have faith in Triple H, which I do personally. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I honestly, the Cody decision notwithstanding, which we talked about in de- in detail last week, so if you want to listen to more about that, go to last week's episode. Um, I have confidence in Triple H, and I have confidence in this process. We've seen it in the NXT world. We've now seen it on the main roster. Things have happened in a positive way. Mm-hmm. So if you have complaints about where the WWE product is going, it's on Triple H mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Thoughts on that, Mike, because I do think I don't think enough people are really paying attention to that now at this point where you go, you want to bitch and complain. That's fine. But it's the savior, the person that you're saying, I want to run this place is the one making these calls. Yeah. So it can't Vince McMahon can no longer be the scapegoat Mm -hmm. as much as he deserved it for a long time. He's not that guy anymore, at least from everything that we're seeing and reading. Yeah, no. And I think. Not I saying mean, you can't bitch about Triple H. I'm just saying it's no longer, we can't no longer say, well, God, man, Vince just needs to get out of there. It's not Vince anymore. Yeah. And I, I haven't loved all of Triple H's no, stuff. It's been like, perfect. I think, I think for every, like, Gunther IC title run, <laughs> you get, like, the Cody decision, which yeah. is, like, you like you get a lot of things that are, like, you like yeah. a lot of things. You know, you get well, yeah. this questionable tag team <laughs> match we're going to get in two weeks. Yeah, I don't get that. Either if they like we're, just we're, now, we're now pivoting back to the Usos here, I hope not. Or is, why did they just lose the titles randomly for two weeks? Don't say that. Could be an interesting decision by well, no worry. Well, by, Sir or by the draft. I mean, we're gonna get new tag titles anyway. Yeah, we're yeah. and yeah. a new world title. It's all good. Yeah, like I, I'm not I'm not sitting out here going I'm super thrilled by yeah. the direction that WWE's heading mm-hmm. um, necessarily, but. Um, I'm willing to, after the last eight months before Mania, yeah. literally before day two of Mania, <laughs> I'm willing to at least, like, sit out and ponder the possibility yeah. of what... Like, I will give it to, like, SummerSlam. Yeah, you're going to give it... I like, think you've earned the I'll, right to give them the benefit of the doubt. Go, yeah. I'm going to let it play out before yeah. I immediately go, well, this is stupid. Like, I do think some of the critiques we had with some people, like, oh, we hate when Lesnar's in the title picture. He's not in the title picture. He's not in there. a big program, but he's, but he's not the title picture. And now he's being used the right way, which is yeah. to get new stars over yep. or get new and elevate new and stars. And elevate new people, and right. that's where we wanted him. He's yep. there. Yep. You know, the tag the tag in general yep. has a much more importance to it yep. with the Usos there doing yep. their thing the last year or two. Yep. And now Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn being a great tag team. Yep. They put on a banger on that terrible Raw yep. with the Street Profits, which is the only good 10 minutes on that show. Good God, that show was terrible. Um. 
Yeah. So, like, like I said, for yeah. every good thing that you have, mm-hmm. you have, okay, we're going to do a brand split and add a new world title. Yeah, and we don't know that for and, sure, uh, that's but that's just sure, speculation but, uh, on our part, but it's it kind of leaning that it, way. It kind of leans that way. I'm a little mm-hmm. scared for that. Yeah. But, so... Unless at, the belt is really cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so... Mike literally just gives like, shut up. Yeah. So, you know, for every Gunther run, you have, like, a U.S. title run that I don't think is, like, great, but it's been fine yeah. for Austin Theory. Like, yeah. I think I think it's been fine, and I'll give him, you know, the mm-hmm. benefit of the doubt and mm-hmm. say... Give it six months, maybe yeah. it'll get back to like okay. Now I I'm just, really invested again. Yeah, I think, I'm just not. I do think there's there. always a bit of a lull after Mania too, right? Because everything you're working, it's Mania, it's Mania, it's Mania, it's Mania, it's Mania, right? And yeah. now it's like okay, now we kind of have to like recalibrate a little bit and kind of reset in some capacity, uh-huh. right? Um, I still stick by with. Let me put it this way. It, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. if if Cody is the one to beat Roman at SummerSlam, okay? Uh huh. Does it take the sting away from Mania? Not at all. Really? But it's a catch-22 because then I would have been there for it. That's what I'm saying. So, That's what I'm saying. So, We're going to SummerSlam. We spent our is, life savings on tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Josh, by the way, for being a trooper, yeah, by the way. You true. deserve a big You deserve a battle hawk call for that. Yeah, that was good. Deserve, I'll tell yeah. him that we gave him a battle hawk yeah, call for absolutely. Him, so he can watch it actually yeah. for the first time. Um, <laughs> no, um, I would still be upset because I still think you could have had him won the title at Mania. Yeah. And then what if he, what if, well, here's the thing. What if he wanted it mania, but then lost it in a stupid way to whoever wins the money in the bank at SummerSlam. And we're there for that. Who, who wins money in the bank? Who do I say to piss you off? Because <laughs> <laughs> you think it's, I necessarily, LA Knight. You know, that's the name I thought yeah. you were going to say. Yeah. And that actually wouldn't necessarily kill Wouldn't me be the worst much. thing in the world. Like, like if you told me, okay, he won the title from Reigns yeah. in an absolute banger right. match. Then at SummerSlam, like he, goes, like, yeah. he goes through Brock Lesnar and yeah. he goes through Gunther, all these tough guys. Roman comes back, puts on another 30-minute mm-hmm. match, barely squeaks right. him out. And then a Money in Bank cash in and LA Knight wins. It's honestly not the worst thing yeah. in the world. I don't. I, and then LA the Knight holds it for a couple months and Cody beats him again because... That's what you want to happen. That's what I want to happen. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I don't think that is the worst situation to happen. The more we talk you know about what kill, You know what will kill me? Right? Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to oh, get feisty Yeah, now. Mike's going to get excited. Okay, I'm Cody wins the title at SummerSlam, and then someone catches it on him. Oh, boy. Don't you That's a walkout. That's a... That's, that's a, a, that's a, that's a I've that never watched a show ever again. <laughs> that's the part where you go, damn it, and then you got to wait for that climb again? That's yeah. that's a not, That's a no-go. That, which I'm very worried might happen. What if it was like Seth Rollins who cashed in on him? What if it's somebody that you like, like somebody like your agent, like not Austin Theory, right? Like, yeah. so let's not say that. Like somebody who's like a legit stud. Like yeah. if Gunther I, won Money I, in the Bank, comes out and beats him. Yeah, I would. Like, you go, here's the, I oh would, shit. I wouldn't like hate it. Yeah. I'm still not a fan. So here's the thing, and this is why I'm worried that we're getting another world title too, is that exact scenario though, mm-hmm. is because I don't think LA Knight can be the only world champion you have in your company. You know what I mean? Like yeah. nothing against him. I thought... How long have I been on the LA Knight train? I was on when he won an NXT when he's an NXT. I was like, yeah. this is a WWE main roster dude all day long. Yeah. Um, yeah, like yeah, him, something to think him, about. Brown Breakers, those kind of guys. I don't think can be like no. WWE undisputed. You've got like champion. five guys who you legitimately could be like undisputed world champion. You've got like Rollins, Drew, um, Cody. Cody, Roman, and. I'm going to say Brock, but not, I mean, like, yes, but no. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, it would be terrible, but he yeah. could do Outside it. Outside of that, anybody, like, even Gunther, I don't think, would be ready to be the only guy. Yeah. You know? I don't think. I think he's close. But I think I, he is. I think like, he I don't think Sammy, like, Sammy could be one, like, could be the Raw world champion. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens could be the Raw world champion. I don't think that they are at the level where he can be like, he is 
the tippy top guy. Yeah. The, the, those are two different animals of breeds. You know, mm-hmm. like it's just not the same thing. Okay. Um, so yeah, that would kill me. Yeah, a little bit. That would way. be crazy. Like that I would, would be, not walk out of someone I'm a happy person. Yeah. And if and if Roman and Cody have another match at SummerSlam and Cody loses again, I might oh, just no. never watch that. That can't that can't happen. That'd be terrible. That would be just stupid. I'd I'd be like, I don't even know how to defend this. I could <laughs> I could get it to SummerSlam where I can make the argument. Yeah. I can't make the argument. I just beat him again. You go, okay. so now we're gonna get the third match at Mania. Are we are we <laughs> gonna defend it if Jey Uso beats him? No. Okay, good. No, not at all. I, I will be the first one. I will say that. Right. Mark this down. Uh, what February is it? 16th, or April sixteenth, twenty twenty three. Hard pass. That would be a disaster. Mm-hmm. Hard pass on that. All right, let's shift focus here a little bit. Um, we got some a- NFL, XFL, USFL, just all the, the FLs, all the FLs. All the. <laughs> yeah. We got tons We're of stuff going on. USFL game right now. Oh, darn it. The USFL is debuting, though, this week, right? We've got it. We don't have a sound effect for it. We should for the for the uh, Michigan Panthers. For the 12 um, people that watch it. Right. And then, obviously, we're kind of nearing the end of the XFL, right? And what I want to bring about up about this, though, is, number one, do you have a favorite, right? We're kind of reaching the end of the XFL season. We're about to hit playoff time. Um, and, thankfully, our Battlehawks, Battlehawk up, is um, – you know, they're playing well, which is also kind of a nice thing because it would be really bad if our team sucked. Um, I think they're playing... They're playing Seattle today. Seattle. And I think, the, like, the winner is actually, like... Guaranteed a playoff spot, basically. I think if if I think if, if the Battlehawks do, I think they're in. I think if, if Seattle wins, they technically have split a game. Yeah. And at that point, I think it's going to last week. And they have the same week. record, so I think it depends on last yes, week. Yes, exactly. Right, and they play Orlando. I know Battlehawks play Orlando, and they're the worst team in the league, so that's kind of nice. At home, yeah. Yeah, and which and is the, nice. Well, Sea Dragons play the Vipers, so that's not much yeah, better. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's true. Anyway, um, but we've seen, you know, we've seen a season of the USFL. We're seeing almost a, a completed season of the XFL now. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite? I, I think I know where you're going to go with this, but, like, I really, like, I, like, it's. I do have a favorite. Okay. I wish it was in a different time slot, though. Yes, yes. I prefer the XFL. Yep. I wish the XFL started, like, June 15th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's weird that we're having this overlap. A yes. little bit. The overlap's me. a little weird. Yeah. But I I'm surprised wish. USFL didn't wait until after the draft. Yes. Because no one's talking about well, because USFL right no, now. No one at all. No. But like, for my perfect sports calendar, yeah, yeah. it would be awesome to be like, all right, NFL in the fall ends in like February okay. for Super Bowl. Okay. Then we walk into like college basketball season where you yep. get like March Madness and stuff. Yep. Then you walk into the NBA playoffs. Yep. And then in the summer, mm-hmm. we'll give you this XFL league, yep. which I'm, like, half interested in. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested enough to, like, watch a game on a Sunday at 1 yeah, o'clock when there's sure. nothing else on. Yeah. It's, it's either that or baseball. Yeah. I'm probably going to watch football. I'll probably watch the XFL yeah, yeah. game. And then by the time the XFL season's kind of wrapping up, yeah. you're like, all right, now it's NFL preseason time. Yeah. Roll into the NFL. Yeah. That would be, like, perfect. my ideal yeah. sports calendar. It's just unfortunate that... Both football league kind of want to do. Spring. Do you think they're both going to be able to last long term? Because the USFL I think one of them needs to go to summer. Well, I think. That, well, here's the thing: the USFL is has no affiliation with the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. The XFL is technically a developmental brand for the NFL. They have that relationship already. Yeah, I don't know. And but here's the thing: the USFL is owned by NBC, so it's you know there's a money factor involved, right? Yeah. I think the quality of play has been better in the XFL. Then we did the now. I'm willing to give the USFL this season a chance to catch up because I don't think it's fair to have like 12 days to practice before you got to play games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm willing to kind of see what the product looks like as yeah. we kind of approach the next couple of weeks. But I've actually been relatively happy, all things considered, 
with the XFL quality of play, yeah. knowing you're already taking a step down. Yes. Right? Like, I do knowing think you're it's watching like Division Two football, it feels yes. like yes. it's not bad. Yeah. Right. Like, I think it's been pretty okay. And I think, as we've talked about at nauseum, the extra bells and whistles you get with the XFL mm-hmm. has been pretty good yeah. for the most part. Yeah. I think it also, I think if I can make two changes to the XFL okay. and I'd legitimately really enjoy it yeah. is one, like I said, move it to the summer yeah. so I can have, like it's like the only support mm-hmm. on so I can be more invested and two, have each team be in a state that doesn't have a football team already. Yeah. That'd be cool. If yeah. you could get, every, that's why the battle Hawks are doing so well, which is why, well, that, yeah. why they're doing so well and their games are fun. Cause they have yeah. like 30,000 people yeah. yep. watching a, I agree. a division two football game. Like if you had a, if you had a team in Portland yeah. and a team in yeah. uh, Colorado Utah. and Utah, yeah. I know there aren't big markets, yeah. but for football, yeah. and you could like get one use those college team. use those college places like that. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think yeah, use whatever college yeah. stadium you want, like mm-hmm. what like whatever you yeah. use. I think it would be really cool, but yeah. instead they have four teams in Texas, yeah. and Texas already has the best high school football out there. Yeah. And They've got the University of Texas, Texas A&M, yeah. Texas Tech. And then they have three <laughs> NFL teams. No yeah. one cares about the three XFL teams that are there. Right. Yeah. But if you go to St. Louis yeah. or you go to like Maine or something that doesn't necessarily have yeah. football teams up there, right. it's like, okay, now you get this big market. Right. Oh, this entire state is mm-hmm. going to bandwagon this team. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I agree. And with I think you. it would be great. No, I agree with you, hundred percent, honestly. And so yeah. that's that's that would be my two switches. And I think the XFL would legitimately, I would legitimately watch every single week if they yeah. made those two changes. That's why I think you feel like, and that's why we kind of jumped on the Battlehawk train early when this league first formed, because like, well, they're the only team that like, you know, they don't have a team anymore, right? So yeah. that's easy to kind of just scoot this way, right? And that you know, you can tell there is a atmosphere at a St. Louis Battlehawk game, mm-hmm. right? I am very interested to kind of see, like, when the Michigan Panthers play. What it feels like, right at Ford Listen, Field. If if we didn't have the Lions yeah. and they were like, "Here's this expansion football." Oh, I'd be team. all in. Oh my god, yeah, We'd, it would yeah, be, for sure. It would be covered everywhere. Yes. The news would cover it. Yep. There would be a whole bunch of people at the games. Like it would mm-hmm. be a much bigger thing. But it's because we have the Lions. Yeah, and yeah. they're actually on the upswing. Yeah. It's like god. it's like, hey, uh, it's like why well, care about this team when in right. three months we'll watch absolutely an NFL team. Nope, for sure. So Makes I don't know. Sense. I think those are the two changes. If they made those two changes, I would be like. <laughs> fully locked into XFL football. Yeah. But it's been it's been good other than the last. <laughs> yeah, I dig it I for it's sure. Not bad. Yeah. It's been fun. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to kind of see the rate of play of the USFL as we kind of get going. Um let's shift though. Last topic of the day. You know what time it is. Part of the show right there. The Merc Zone Mock Draft Corner. Mike? Yeah. I'm not going to be able to use that button for very much longer, buddy. Oh, no, I only got one more it. push. One more push left. I mean, we could do it for, like, when the draft, when we're actually talking the draft. Be like, this yeah, is that's, the, true. The that's true. That's true. Maybe you have to modify it just slightly to make it a little oh, bit different. Oh, modify it. I don't know. It's, it's... it's a lot of <laughs> editing. <laughs> I don't know about that one. I don't know. Um, we're about we're getting ready though. We're two weeks away from the NFL draft. Cannot wait. Super excited about it. Um, mm-hmm. the Detroit Lions picking six and eighteen. Uh, and real, a lot of other second round. Real real quick thoughts on uh, OBJ signing with the Ravens. By the way, so random to me. Um, Don't know the quarterback. He's got no knees. 
Yeah. Weird. He literally had no ACL and then tore it. So Yeah, so what happened was he manifested it and then And then tore the manifestation of an ACL. Yeah. I, and um, the money that he got it's weird because apparently like from Lamar's camp they said that they need to get either OBJ or DeAndre Hopkins and then they'll talk. And I said those two? Okay. <laughs> I really want the thirty year olds. Really that's where I like to it get. It really helps me out when they played seven games. Sure. Um what was the other news? Oh, yeah, Okuda got traded. Did we talk about that? Oh, my time? gosh, we didn't talk about that. Goodness gracious. That just Is shows, that like Monday? Goes to show you. Tuesday? Yeah, yeah, you texted me about it. You're like, Okuda, Okuda trade alert. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And I saw it and I went, I'm not shocked. Um, oh, Jeff Okuda traded away for a fifth-round pick to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I'm glad you brought this up, and thank you for reminding me. I felt like we were missing something all day like, while we're doing the show. I was like, I feel like we're missing like a big thing we need to talk about. But... Mm-hmm. I, I are you shocked by the return? Because I'm not. Mm-mm. Okay, like I had to talk my dad off a bit of a ledge about this. I, I wish like, we would have gotten more than a fifth. And like even my buddy Eric is like, we could have at least gotten a fourth. I go, could you have though? So like Atlanta had two fourths. If they would have traded the second fourth, yeah, like yeah, sure. fine, yeah. But like I wasn't expecting like second third. Yeah, like no, but I think fourth was the best you were gonna get. Here's and the reality. Yeah. reality. Here's the reality of it, right? He's played one season, really, mm-hmm. right, where he's been healthy. His rookie season, disaster, okay? Bad coaching, abdominal injury, all wrong, right? All yep. bad things. Second season, first game, Achilles, gone. Okay, done. Third season has like a stretch of like six games where he was really good. Mm-hmm. And then we had the other 11 games, <laughs> and including multiple benchings. It just, and then add on the signings that they've made. Now I get it. The only one cornerback signed after this year. I understand. But like they were going corner early in this draft anyway. I don't really think this changes a whole lot. It it just felt like everybody was like, maybe it's just better Mm -hmm. if we just, maybe you start fresh. And I think they low key did him a solid by going to Atlanta because that's where Atlanta or he wanted to get drafted by originally. Was by the Falcons, so I think this is a situation of maybe, and I'm this is a really big maybe. Maybe they could have gotten a fourth out of him, but I think it's more of a where do you want to go? Yeah, I kind of I kind of picture it as like where do you want to go, Atlanta? Okay, yeah, Paul's Atlanta. exactly. Look, all right, listen, can we get like that second fourth? Probably not. How about a fifth? Yeah, exactly. All right, fifth works. Yeah, what are, what are your thoughts on Jeff? Right, like yeah. you know, blah that's blah blah. That's kind of how I like actually call Yeah, and I think that's kind of what they did. Um, I hope he. I hope he has a good year next year. Maybe he'll thrive, not having to be the number one, right? Because they have AJ Terrell there. Maybe he goes in there. He's got good safety play with Jesse Bates there now. Maybe he turns into a pretty solid corner. I just think that it wasn't working here, mm-hmm. and I don't think that it was going to get better. And I don't think he would have been starting here. And I think at the end of the day, they're like, look, if we draft a guy, we've got Will Harris, we've got Jerry Jacobs, we've got Mosley, we've got Cam Sutton, we've got CJGJ, we've got even like Kirby Joseph and Tracy Walker who can come down if we need to. There's a lot of guys mm-hmm. that you're thinking of playing probably. Jerry Jacobs is their best corner last year, and that's not saying very much. Mm-hmm. But like he's probably fourth, fifth on the depth chart yeah. at this point. You know, it sucks. I was definitely on the Okuda train when they drafted him. Um, just didn't work out. I think injuries really – sapped a lot of his athleticism pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. If he can learn to locate a football, though, could be good. he's going to be good because he had not figured that out yet. So there's that. But all right, let's get jump into it, Mike. Second to last mock draft well, corner. Uh, yeah, the last random mock draft corner. Yep. Next week we do our own. Yeah, and I'm very excited. And then the week after that, 
draft itself. Lions we're going to celebrate. Pick, Lions pick people. Going to celebrate Will Anderson coming to Detroit, <laughs> baby. I wonder how we're going to get there. Oh, God. I wonder how we're going to get there. Um, if they take a quarterback, I might have a stroke. Okay. Just over the clear. Okay. You might handle that show. Okay. I'm just going to sit show. there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, I'll, I'll do it at my house, and I'll send it over, and I'll yeah. be like, hey, can you add this? And, just like, upload this? and I'll be like, I can't move my hands. And I'll be like, well, such <laughs> <to> you. <laughs> <laughs> Do it yourself. Um, yeah, so this is from um, our good boys at Pro Football Focus. Oh, boy. NFL's favorite website. Seven rounds here. Oh, boy. We can go as many or as less rounds that you want to go Let's here. Let's try to do the predictions for round one, and then we'll just kind of see what okay. happens the next couple. Like, we don't need to go through all seven. That's a bit much. Like, yeah. you know, oh, I got it. They're going to take Jake Moody in round seven. That's fine. Um, yeah, I also don't have, like, a, sh- a short notes of – who gets picked? Like I have to scroll all the way down. Okay. So it's gonna take some time I got for you. me to scroll. I got and you. Find picks. So I don't know exactly what numbers we are either. So yep. it's gonna be fun. Um. All right. Number one. I don't think there are trades, but if a trade pops yeah, up as we're fine. going so, to, I'll tell you. So I'm gonna say Bryce Young just to change it up. It is CJ Stroud, but I heard that Bryce Young is in play. In play. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's going to be one of those two guys. I think this Houston pick, I don't know if it's just because everyone's going, you know, like we're going to bluff our way through everything nowadays. Mm-hmm. But, man, there's a lot of smoke with this whole, like, they may not want to take Stroud. I Which is weird. So I was thinking about it. I'm sorry, it. they may, might or not they take want, Young. Yeah. One of the two. They're, they're not in love with one of them. I was kind of thinking about it. Yeah. I don't know if I would take a quarterback if I was Houston. Really? This year. Why? Only because you know you're gonna be bad anyway. You're you know you're gonna be bad, and I kind of like Drake May and or Caleb Williams more. More, hmm. could be. Uh, you're, and you here's the thing: if you went Will Anderson at two, and then next year you got Caleb Williams, yeah, I think you're in a better spot than if you pick Bryce Young this year, yeah. and pick someone six next, next year. year. Yeah, <laughs> six next year. Yeah, maybe. You know, I don't think because I think Davis Mills can work another year. Yeah, for if, sure. If, like, I, know, I mean, he's only going to win you three games, but I think he could play quarterback for you next year. Right. Yeah, I, you know, because they didn't really make any like big splash signings. Houston didn't, right? Mm. They didn't do anything to like overexert themselves um, outside of signing Laramie Tunsil for a billion dollars. Um, but like, I don't. I, yeah, I don't know. I, they're they're kind of in a weird spot. What's really hard for them to predict too is that Nick Casario is kind of all over the board. Mm. I don't really know what to think of him as a GM. I don't. I've not really been overly all that impressed by it. Um, so, I mean, if they took Will Anderson at two, you go, oh shit. Okay. Now, like, I, now every, now Arizona is like, thank God, because now everyone's calling. Yeah. Well, yeah and, th- and that's kind of my, like, if you take Will Anderson at two and that 12, you take Quentin Johnston or something yeah. or an offensive lineman or something, right, yeah. you can kind of build mm-hmm. to get that quarterback that I think is better. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Right. Yeah. You don't, you it's don't one really of those know. situations where like we went into the last year's draft Thinking like, all right, Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, and all these guys. Yeah. But realistically, yeah, I think the guys next year, the next year maybe better. Yeah, I think it's kind of like I don't know if all these guys are going to be like I, I can't imagine. I don't think Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. I don't think all four of these guys are going to be great. Yeah. I think if anything, one of them is going to be good. <laughs> yeah, there's no way all four of them are going to be. Yeah, listen, I'm guessing if Miami could do it over again, they would have taken Justin Herbert. So I, <laughs> you would think so. Tank for Tua, really? How'd yeah. that work out? Tank for Herbie. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Oregon kid. Yeah. Um, anyway, but yeah. So number two, they take Bryce Young. Yeah, I don't know how Bryce Young is honestly going to translate. It's going to be difficult be for him because not a big guy, he's slender. You know, he's already had shoulder problems too, which I think is kind of also been kind of talked about as well. And also, you're not playing with the best athletes ever around you. 
You know what I mean? Because everyone's good. Everyone's got the best athletes. That's why they're in the NFL, you know? So it's just something to think about, you know? Mm-hmm. I think him and Stroud both are going to have some work to do in that department. Yeah, I think I think at least Bryce Young last year didn't have, like, every weapon on earth. No, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think C.J. Stroud yeah. is going to have a rude awakening of, yeah. oh, I don't have Marvin Harrison on D.J. Turner the entire yeah. game. Yeah. Interesting. I'm interested to kind of see where these guys go. It'll be fun. Uh, three, Arizona Cardinals. So Cardinals, I think, are, are just praying to God they can trade out. I, I, I can't imagine. But if they don't, I think they have to take Anderson. Austin Fort's got to hit a pro- – this franchise is – remember when we were talking about Arizona literally last year? I'm sorry, two years ago? They were, like, undefeated, like 11-0. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, man, this team is just on fire. Now they've since fired their coach, their quarterback's hurt, they fired their GM, um, and they're being accused of – God knows what. And the whole team wants to leave. And the whole team wants to leave. Buda Baker just put across the trade. Or to be paid the, made the highest paid safety. So I'm really mad at you unless you give me all this money. Um, DeAndre Hopkins wants out. The team's a dumpster fire in literally one off season. It's insane, right? Crazy. Um, they need a pick that's going to be like a stability like type pick for them. So I'm assuming it's Willie Anderson. That's just me. Yep. Well Take Jalen Carter and be like, man, we're just throwing all the red flags out there. I don't know, but <laughs> no, it is Will Anderson. Yeah, okay. So makes me very, makes very happy to watch the dumpster fire here. Yeah, they're bad. They're not going to be good. It, it, they could it, be a top three pick next year. Is it also crazy to think that just last year we thought Seattle was far away the fourth team in the division? Oh yeah. Just to now be like, they're definitely second. If Geno if Smith not, falls off a cliff though. You're gonna be like, okay. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. you're probably starting out. <laughs> You're still better than Arizona, but yeah. the Rams might pass you up yeah, depending on exactly. if they you're have like, defense. You're like, okay. Uh, do they have more than Aaron Donald on defense? No. no. Okay. No. Anyway, uh, Indianapolis Colts at four. I'm going to say Richardson. Just go with it. And you would be right. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't love the Colts hires either, so I think the Colts are going to be kind of booty butthole next year, and I don't think anybody wants to say it out loud. <laughs> I think people like the Colts. They're like, yeah, come on, Peyton Manning, right? Yeah, and they're like, yeah, luck. he hasn't played there in Hate 20 years, guy. but it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Right? Flash it to retire three <laughs> weeks. Luck. That's great. Um, yeah, I just – another team that I don't feel like has a real direction, mm-hmm. and they're just kind of floating. Number five, Seattle Seahawks. I feel like – I was going to let you know, I feel like this pick is, is about as locked in as it can be. From oh, really? Yeah. Tyree Wilson? Really? Because I know I was, I was about to say, I'm glad we're bringing him up because the Lions apparently are really big into him they too. They love Tyree Wilson from like all the mm. Seattle reports that Interesting. I've heard. Is like if he's there, it's almost like a long yeah. step that it's him. Could be, right? You know, I, and I know some people aren't really fascinated with Wilson like on his tape, but I think it's very I think it's very apparent to kind of mention like he was not used right at Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Like he's playing inside at times, yeah. like interior, and I'm like yeah. – I'm like, this is not what you do for this dude who's got an arm like the size of Giannis. Seattle specifically, I know a lot of people are like, oh, they would take Jalen Carter. They just signed Tremont Jones, and they have a whole bunch of inside guys. I can't name you one pass rusher. (laughs) Like, they need someone on the edge outside of Nawasu, the outside linebacker, who who plays edge to rush. Um, They need someone to rush the pass. For sure. I think Tyree Wilson fits that. Yeah. Uh, Six, Detroit Lions. I mean, if Carter's there... It's it's a situation where if he's there and they take him, mm-hmm. okay. If they if he's there and they don't take him, that they found something. It's the only two things I can think of. Yeah. So here they take Christian Gonzalez. Now here's where and I'm, I yeah. kind of understand it. Now here's the problem with this: is everyone all these mocks for the next couple of weeks? And I'm glad we're doing our own next year or next week because everyone's going to go. Well, now they have this whole corner mm-hmm. because they traded Okuda. And I go, they don't really. It doesn't yeah. change all that much. They don't have a hole. I just think. They're going to have a need next year, clearly. Mm-hmm. But. It's it's a spot where 
you don't have like I think it's one of those where if you have Gonzalez or Witherspoon yep. so far above everyone else, yeah. And obviously, we don't know what the board looks like. Obviously, if he, if like everyone's like, oh, it should be Jalen Carter, but if he is so much higher on the mm-hmm. board, it's not a bad thing to take a no, Christian Gonzalez no, no. Yeah. because then next year, yeah, you can go. Like he can, he doesn't even have to really play this year. No, That's the right. Thing. And then next year goes. Here's your one A one B. You get yep. Christian Gonzalez on one side, Cameron Sutton on the other side. Yep. Your nickel is C- Gardner Johnson or whatever, right. or mm-hmm. name a guy. And it's like there's your safeties. Well, and, here, or your, there's your defense backs. I I think we also need to talk about, and we're gonna hit it on this more next next week for sure. Is I think people need to start getting out of this thought that the Lions are going to take a guy at six that's going to immediately step in. Outside of Jalen Carter, because that's like the biggest hole they need is an interior pass rush from like Mm -hmm. a D-tackle spot. They don't really have any places where you go, oh, yeah, immediate 100% three-down contributor on this team right now. Yeah. Like, seriously, right? Like I would, even, I would say the only other spot is linebacker. I think right, but I don't But I don't think so. But I don't think they think that. Let me put yeah. it that way. They don't value linebacker. They're, no, not they ta- don't they're not taking a linebacker in the first three picks. I don't think they take a linebacker in the first two or three rounds. Yeah. Like, straight up. They don't value it, and it's becoming, like the running back, a position where it's becoming less and less and less important. Mm-hmm. Right? Couple that with the fact you pay down Loney, you've got Barnes, you've got Rodriguez, Right, you got Jalen Reese Maven. Like, yeah, they're gonna take a guy later, but they're not gonna take a guy high, right? So any mock that's got Jack Campbell coming to us, it's not happening. I love Jack Campbell, but it's not coming. It's not happening. Um, if Seattle can pull him, but like Seattle, listen to this. You know what I mean? Please. But I think people need to stop in this. You know, and I hear this a lot, like a ninety-seven one ticket and stuff, right? Like Valani's like, you have to get, you have to get a massive contributor at pick six because you're not gonna pick here again. While I agree, you need to get a guy who's going to at some point be a guy. Mm-hmm. Who are you taking at six? Because, uh, like, if Carter didn't have the red flags, he's not there, mm-hmm. right? So let's just assume for whatever reason, right, maybe the, maybe Seattle takes him, mm-hmm. okay, right? Say you take Tyree Wilson, fine. Is he a fir- is he a three-down player for you off the, off the jump? Mm-hmm. The answer is no, he's not. Because you've got Hutch, Aquara's back, Charles Harris is back, James Houston is a pass rush specialist, right? Like, there's some obstacles that you have to get through. Now, Aquara and he, and uh, and um, Harris are gone after this year. So, obviously, yes, he steps in. Mm-hmm. But right immediately, you do not have a spot on this football team that is a true, tried and true, yep, plug and play outside of defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. There is not one. You don't have one at wide receiver this year. Quarterback, lineman, defensive end, linebacker, corner, safety. There's not a single spot out there you go, yep, they need a they need a starter at one spot. They don't need one. So people really need to stop getting off of this. Well, like if they took a quarterback, okay, let's just say like they love Will Levis. I don't know if they do, but let's just say they do, okay? And they took him at six. Are people going to flip their shit because, they, oh, he's not going to contribute right away? No, of course he's not going to contribute right away because Jared Goff's the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that that's something that needs to be put out there is that it's not necessarily a situation where they're going in and go, all right, we're at six. Okay, who's going to help us right now? Mm-hmm. That's never going to be what what Brad Holmes is going to do. Yeah. The, now because I do, I, I do think that there are spots, even though you have a that will play place. more than others. Yes. Well, and not even that. Is, I think there are guys in this draft that you could draft at six mm-hmm. that would start over the guy like are maybe, better maybe than yeah. the guys that you have in there right but now. But let me put it this way too: this roster from now until when Brad Holmes took this job. 
drastically different, right? You're not going to see the level of contributions from this draft that you saw last year and the year before that. Mm-hmm. You're just not. And here's why. Because the roster's better. You're not you're not going to draft a guy at 18 that is immediately, unless it is that Cancy kid because they take somebody else at six, right? Like they took Gonzalez here, right? Okay. Gonzalez is not a starting corner for you day one. He's just not. He's not seeing the field. If Mosley's good and you've got Sutton, he's not starting. It's just not a thing. So because of that, right, okay, but if this was last year, yeah, he's probably starting, right, across probably Jeff Okuda, right, Um, or Awari, I guess, technically. Um, Hutchinson, right, bona fide starter coming in, right? Malcolm Rodriguez, okay, is not going to unseat another Malcolm Rodriguez this year. It's just not going to happen, right? Like So the roster is in such a healthier state than it was a year ago, and especially two years ago, where you can no longer look at this team and go, there is a a massive, massive hole where they're going to need to plug and play. They just don't have it. Yeah, I I think the only positions... Their linebacking core is not good, but they don't value linebackers. They are going to be a nickel all year. Yeah, at minimum. No. Yeah, I think I think defensive tackle. Yes, James that's Carter. The, yep. I think I think wide receiver. I think if they pull the Quinn Johnston, I think sure. that, that could be a yeah. day but one you, starter. Yeah, but like I still think they're like okay, you've got Marvin here, right? Yeah. So, so you don't have to force him. Yeah, he doesn't have you know to play. I mean? He's, right, he probably would be the day one starter. Maybe. Yeah. And I think I think guard. I think you could argue could be a spot. Well, I mean, you've got Vitae and Glasgow and Jonah Jackson. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jonah Jackson will be the starter on one. I think yeah. The right Vitae and Glasgow. I think for this year, but next year, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, long story short, what I'm saying is that everyone is expecting this draft class to come in and be like, oh my God, it's the best draft class ever because Brad Holmes, that's what Brad Holmes does. But I'm saying is that you may not see the fruits of this draft class fully mm-hmm. this season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at. Anyway, Gonzalez. That's fine. I think I'd still rather take Carter here just because it is the only need you can really circle and go, that's an immediate spot where yeah. you, you just drafted I, I, the starter. I probably would too. Yeah. I would also, I think the argument for that Cancy kid oh, yeah. at 20 or at 18, 18 or whatever yeah. it is, I think if you try to play the board, or if you, yeah. if you if you scout out and think that he could be there, yeah. I think getting Gonzalez and Cancy is probably better than Carter. I'm hoping that somebody wants to trade up just a couple spots and you trade down. I'm in yeah. team trade down. Unless Will Anderson's there, I'm in team trade down. I would be in team trade down. I'm in team if, trade up or down. Yeah. Not really six. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> like whatever that means. unless the, the board falls exact like if Will Anderson is there and there's been some speculation that he may be there at six. I right? I, I can't see where he's there, but sure. Yes. Maybe yes. maybe they maybe Seattle loves Wilson enough where they don't take Anderson. There is a possibility that happens. There's yeah. been some notes where it's like Anderson, you know, he's not as refined as like Hutch was last year, mm-hmm. or even a Thibodeau, you know? You know what? That's a crazy thought to have because the year that Hutch went to mm-hmm. the Heisman thing, yeah. like, Will Anderson had, like, twice the year. Yeah. Statistically. Right. right. And everyone's like, yeah, but Will Anderson's, like, not there. So what do you mean? Yeah. He, he is there. Yeah, that's he, what I'm saying, he's right? He's awesome. Yeah. But, you know, Hutch started out on the best defense in the country at the time, so you're like, okay, or yeah. second best, I guess, behind Georgia. But, like, you're like, oh, this dude's clearly. Yeah. It's really Ohio State got him there. But um, anyway, long story short, Gonzalez there, cool. I don't I don't have an issue with it. I think Witherspoon fits their scheme better, though. I do, too. But that's just me. And then Witherspoon goes seven to the Raiders. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, because who needs quarterback? I am interested to see how that cornerback situation kind of sifts out, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when does that first corner go? Is it at six? Is it later? I don't know. Yeah. Where does Will Levis go? All that shit. 
Where does Will Levis go? That where does Anthony question. Richardson go? Seriously, where does he go? Does he go three to Tennessee? Does he go to six to the Lions? Does, Who knows? Does he go one to dude Carolina? That this is the part of the year I hate more. Oh, Richardson still doesn't play one. No, he's not. Mm-hmm. You, there's no way in hell you make that trade and you don't know this is the guy we're taking. Mm-hmm. You don't make the trade unless you are 100% yeah. that we're trading up for X player. Mm-hmm. No way. Otherwise, whoever's running the show in Carolina needs to be fired immediately. Scott Fitterer, I think, is his name. Yeah. All right, eight. Jalen Carter goes to the Falcons. Boom. Oh, my God, they're thrilled. Yes. Nine, Chicago gets Paris Johnson Jr. Off yeah, they the don't have a hole at corner anymore because they got Jeff Okuda. He's got to lock it down for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, something like that. That's how uh, mock drafts go, though, right? Oh, they added this fifth-string corner. They don't need corner anymore for a round. Yeah. Ten, Philadelphia Eagles. Miles Murphy, edge out of Clemson. Yeah. He's going to go higher than people are expecting, by the way, because oh, a lot yeah. of – Miles Murphy really um, – I highly recommend people go listen to the POD podcast with Brett Whitefield where he kind of broke down Miles Murphy's tape. Pretty damn good. Tennessee at 11 takes Broderick Jones, offensive tackle out of Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, they also don't want another quarterback who can't throw very good, so they're like, no, we'll allow this for us. <laughs> Houston at 12 takes Jackson, Jackson Smith the Jigba. Wide receiver out of Ohio State. That's a big pick for them. That would be a big pick I for think them. he's going to light the world on fire. Low key. I can't imagine that like you don't take Jackson Smith if you don't take C.J. Stroud, too. Like I feel like you have to like you pair them up. Yeah, well, I just pair them up with whatever. Like If you have two picks and you take quarterback the first one and he's, he's there at one. your second one, you just take him. Yeah. But it's like one of those where like, if you take the quarterback of if the Lions like, like Cincinnati take yeah. Joe Burrow the next year they're like let's pair you with Jamar like your guy yeah I'll remember this way if Smith and Jig was there at eighteen he's not gonna be but if he is I want the Lions to take him because he can play the outside yeah he's he's better in the slot but he can be the outside I would take him yeah, in a heartbeat I, I don't know if I'd take him but oh I'm taking him because then you have him Jamison Williams and St Brown. Yeah, cover. I just I just don't like him on the outside, but yeah, that's I'm yeah, taking him. It's, it's, it's doesn't matter. Too, too He's a good player. Uh, Jets at thirteen take Brian Branch, safety out of Alabama. Patriots take Jordan Addison. That seems about right. Slow receiver. Packers <laughs> take Dalton Kincaid. Yeah, there you go. Take a take a tight end, you stupid bastards. Sixteen uh, Commanders take Cam Smith. Wow, that's high. Yeah. 17. Who did the Steelers take, Rob? Joey Porter Jr.? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Just put him in a uniform now. He's yeah. going to be a lion somehow. And I was like, well, that was, that's a weird take, but yep. all right. <laughs> and an 18 Lions take. Can't see. Brian Bruze. No, hard pass on that. Brian Bruze. Nope, no, not a fan. Not a fan of that at all. Not a fan. Nope. I'd be very disappointed if that was the guy they took. I don't think Bruze goes in the first round. Sure. Do I know? Absolutely not. I just don't. I, I, don't I just I, like I, like I just don't see. I don't see where that's at. I'd take Miles Murphy over Brisset. I'm taking uh, Cancy over Brisset. I'm taking um, a lot of people over Brian yeah. Brisset. Look at this list of guys who just fit perfectly in these spots too. Yeah. Giants take Quentin Johnston. Yep. Just perfect. Galladay's like, hey, I can still catch. No, like, no, you no, can't. can't. No, no, you can't. Cowboys take. B. John Robinson, oh, my God, just a perfect encapsulation. As you spend $10 million on Tony Pollard, but sure, fine. Yeah, that's so perfect. All right, second round here. Oh, Will Levis, end of the first round. To the Baltimore Ravens. (laughs) That would be awesome. Uh, Raiders trade up, Ah, and they take him at the end of the first round. Get that fifth-year option. Yep. Very important. All right, do we know when the Lions are actually picking us? Like 48 or something like that? Yeah. You are spot, just, just spot on at 48. I got it. All right, Lions at 48. They take uh, Tuli Tula Patu, 
edge rusher out of USC. Sure. I have no idea who that is. I don't either. Um, and then at 55, mm-hmm. they take, from Minnesota, J.L. Skinner, safety out of Boise State. He's not the first time I've seen that. Uh, that guy in particular mapped to the Lions. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know about that, though. Like, I feel like that would have been a good time to take like an offensive lineman. I think offensive lineman they're going to take. And also we hear the report, too, that tight end is clearly in a need for them because they were trying to sign that Foster Moreau mm-hmm. uh, before he signed with the Saints, before he got diagnosed with cancer. So, um, I mean, I don't want a tight end in the first round, but if they take one in the second round, it's fine. Like, yeah. is, is Kincaid the one uh, from Utah that the Packers might have taken in the first round? Uh, yes. Okay, yeah, that's the guy where, like, he was like Utah's whole offense. Yeah. So, like, are you telling me they took him at, like, the top of the second? I go, okay. You're like, I'm not going to be mm-hmm. super upset by it, right? But I'm still not loving. There's just certain positional values where I'm just like, I'm just, maybe I'm just jaded. I don't know. You are jaded. A little bit. 100%. A little bit. Like, 100%, actually. Yeah. Like, you tell me we have another Iowa fucking tight end in this team, I'm going to be like, hard pass. I'm good. It's only happened once. We've had too many tight ends in the first round. I'll put it that way. Yeah, Value's yeah. not there. We've had one too many tight ends in the first We've round. We've had two too many. Let's be clear. Too, too many. Too, too many. Ebron was terrible. Yeah. And you know, we could have had Noah Fant, but we decided to take TJ Hawkinson. I can't imagine. Yeah. In fairness, Noah Fant did not play well in Denver. No, but <laughs> Seattle, he's, he's dogging right now. And Hawkinson is a pro bowler. He's a good tight end. We but... just went over how no one gives a shit about the pro bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we just went over that today. Exactly. That's how good he is. Yeah. Okay. He's not an all pro. <laughs> and he is Noah Fant. I know. But That's no why fans. you don't take it to... Remember O.J. Howard? Yeah. O.J. Howard, best prospect I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, in my heart, fourth team. Listen, in my heart, no offense, pro, an all pro. Listen, in Madden, he's awesome. He is awesome <laughs> in Madden. So is, so so is, is Hawkinson, like, though. So is the entire team, so it's fine. <laughs> that's true. All right, that's going to be it for this week's show, guys. Next week, we're talking more. We're doing Draft Central. We got a WWE draft we got to do. We got an NFL mock draft that we got to do. Yeah, so if you don't um, like drafts, you don't have to listen. No, you got to listen because you got to know who we're, we're talking about. How Victor Wembanyama is going to be a Dallas Maverick? Exactly. Lots of good stuff. Lots of good. Pistons are going to trade out of that pick. Lucas coming back to Detroit. It all works. First pick for Lucas, straight up. Who says no? That's what I'm saying. That's all I got to say. That's all I got. That's how we're going to end this show right there with that with that trade scenario. <laughs> As Mike pushes away the mic, that's going to be it for this week's show. On behalf of the missing whale man, he's the Merkel, Mike Merkel. I'm the mouth of Michigan, Robin Decker. We will see you guys as always next time.